Warning, this video contains super awesome content not suitable for people who don't enjoy super awesomeness. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to Viewer's Choice. Your selection is about to begin. But first, take a look at what else you can see this week. Hey dudes, biting you to travel through time. First stop, a long layover at the video store. Wait, you've got viewers' choice. Excellent! Hello, you rotten little bloodsuckers. America's most popular now. Get extra value. $12.50 cash back. Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What? Well, I say what it is! Let's get out of here! Like Life gives you lemons. Don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life rue the day and thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down with the lemons. This is my ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. This is the core. We broadcast our pirate signal back into the matrix. Welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar with your host, Ernesto Morado, the double-headed coin, and your co-host, Pablo Morado, the Thunderbolt. Together, we are the Pyramid Podcast. <laughs> Have a nice day. Thank you. The right man in the wrong place can make all the difference in the world. She need all her need all she blessed ay. Giving you my best ay. Yeah, I got my heart on my sleeve With a knife in my back What's with that? Ay. 21, I love them They're my brother That's my stack Metro made the beat So you know that it's gonna slap ay. Yeah, it's gonna slap Welcome to the most banned podcast on the internet. It is your hosts, Ernesto and Pablo Morado. This is episode 45. Wow. So, um, starting off the cast, you listening to this music? Mm -hmm. Just take a listen for a second here. Oh my 
Okay. What's up with this song? I'm gonna can, tell me what's wrong with what's up with this song. Any ideas? I don't I don't see the anomaly in it. You don't see any anomaly. I don't hear the anomaly in it. Alright. Well, this song was completely entirely made by AI. That is not Drake or The Weeknd. The song is completely totally from scratch made up by AI. Wow. Let's listen to that again. Lyrics, the the beat, everything. Let's hear that again. All right. Bumping Justin Bieber, there ain't left. Hey, she know what she said. <laughs> with a knife in my back, what's with that? I'm going to love on them, my brother. That's my slat. I Metro made this beat, so you know that. He didn't make this beat. <laughs> Tell him, run it back. My nerves. She think that I need her. Kick her to the curb. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> and who, what made this? Chat GPT or who, what's the company that made this? Uh, that's a good question. I believe it was. Uh, it might have been Chat GPT. Let's see. Um, very. What company? So now we're gonna have a problem. The Drake song. The AI Drake song. Uh, let's see. Viral fake song made by AI was just pulled from streaming services. You may have heard <clears throat> a new song by pop sensations Drake and The Weeknd pop on social media last weekend. Uh, let me just share this everybody with everybody that's watching with us as they're trickling in. We started off right away. Uh, so let's see here. All right, here we go. For those that could watch, read along. Um, so it says, you may have heard a new song by the pop sensations Drake and The Weeknd pop on social media last weekend. The song Heart on My Sleeve about Weekend's ex-girlfriend Selena Gomez went viral, racking up more than 20 million views on Twitter and 11 million views on On TikTok. TikTok. Only one problem. None of it was real. The song was created by an anonymous TikTok musician named Ghostwriter977 using an AI-generated replicas of the artist's voices. Ah, so, so the AI really didn't make the song, right? Well, like the AI made the song. Everything is made from the AI from scratch. He just they like they fed the AI 
all of the okay let recordings me of the artist. Pull, pull that down again. Let me see something. Okay. The song was created by an by an anonymous TikTok musician named Ghostwriter977 using all generated replicas of AI. the art. AI generated. Oh, I'm sorry. My glasses. AI generated replicas of the artist's voices. Right. Universal Music Group was not amused. The publishing company had all music streaming platforms pull the pull the deep fake track on Monday. It was yanked from YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Amazon, SoundCloud, Title, and Deezer. I guess not because we had just heard it. <laughs> so most my banned question, podcast on the internet started with the most banned song. <laughs> but my question is, are the lyrics generated? Yeah, by AI? everything. Everything is generated. Because it just says the voice was generated <clears throat> no, by AI. Yeah, so using an AI to replicate an artist's voice infringes, infringes on their IP, but it's unclear whether the fake Drake song violated copyright law since the musical composition was original. You see? But that's what I'm telling you. AI created everything from scratch. They just made, they just like with all of Drake's music that's uh, available, AI was able to rip his voice and mimic Drake to the point where we can't even tell it's not Drake. No, I, I realized that. But the song, the lyrics. But the lyrics and all that, was it made by this artist? Yeah, so the way uh, the language, um, uh, that's what it's saying. The song was original. The 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 way the AI works, it's a language model. So it basically creates like a, a bank of words of everything that you said. And then using the the program, it spits out just like the way we asked Chat GPT a question, it spits out the voice in that in that manner. So you like if we go to let me see. If we go to Chat GPT right now, I believe we can what ask it, it what was the name of the artist? Uh Drake. Drake in the weekend. No, 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 no. The the deep fake artist. Oh, uh Ghost Rider 977. Uh, let me see here. So Chat GPT doesn't seem like it has the ability to do that stuff yet. But um, look at what it says that it can do. It says here, as an AI language model, I can generate text, but I do not have the ability to create music or sing. However, I can certainly provide you with some tips and guidelines for writing your own original song. Choose a theme or message, find your melody, write your lyrics, add instrumentation, practice and refine. So, it does give you advice on how to come up with your own original okay, song. Okay, so I pulled this up. A new Drake song featuring The Weeknd is blowing up on TikTok and Spotify, racking up millions of listens. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be surprising, except Heart on My Sleeve was released by a fa faceless producer wearing a white sheet who says that it was gener... That, blah, blah, blah. Faceless producer wearing a white sheet who says that it was generated by AI. The song first appeared on TikTok posted over the weekend 
by a producer going by by a producer going by Ghost Rider. The currently that currently was over nine million views. The video the video's text says I used AI to make Drake's song featuring the weekend. Ghost Rider hangs out in a white sheet and sunglasses as hard on my sleeve pays plays. What the hell is wrong with my voice today? <laughs> you gotta do your your vo- vocal uh exercises ow (laughs) jesus christ that's like i'm stuck the producer has since posted several more tiktok boosting the song and even seemingly courting a legal battle pov vibing the ghost rider and drake before the lawsuit on video states Following a link to download the song takes the user to a platform called Lalo that asks to that asks for their phone number. Boy, sounds like a like a Chinese uh, mo copying something and then yeah, then claiming it their own or whatever. And it says Ghostwriter <laughs> claim Ghostwriter claims that they were a Ghostwriter for years and got placed and like. What am I stroking? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Give me a pow pow. I got you right here. Well, yeah, that pow pow. Pow, 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 pow. My Lord. <laughs> ghost Rider claims that they were a ghost writer for years and got paid close to nothing just from. Just for major labels to profit. They wrote in a one comment. A uh, spokesman for Lalo told Motherboard that Ghost Rider did not partner with Lalo. I think it's the writing that got me tongue twisted. <laughs> it's the writing. And the people involved. Like uh, The Weeknd has a, uh, a song that's uh, made up by uh, AI uh, that was released on the weekend. So it's like the weekend on the weekend, the weekend. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> but at any rate, so apparently what's notable is that we can't really tell. The vocals on Heart on My Sleeve really do sound like Drake. Right. And the weekend, without more information, it could be exactly what it appears apparent, what it's apparent created. See what I mean? This writing is hard. hard <laughs> What's notable? What website are you on? Vice. On Vice. Wow. Boy, Vice has What's not- notable is that we can't really tell. The vocals on Heart of My Sleeve really do sound like Drake and The Weeknd. Without more information, it could be exactly what it apparent cre- what its apparent creator says it is. The first true AI-generated hit. It also could be a real song by the Canadian superstar, the Canadian superstars released as an AI as a marketing stunt. Hmm. Okay. That was a mouthful. Yeah. So what do you think of that? AI creating its very first song. But from what this is saying over here, it's saying that this is probably a song 
created by this group called the Canadian Superstars, mm-hmm. and they released it as if it was an AI. It was an AI as a marketing stunt. Hmm. Maybe that's a possibility, but uh, I don't know. The way uh, AI is growing, I-, I wouldn't put it past. I would not put it past AI, especially the way they the. Have you seen the AI generated art? Have you yeah, used it? I I haven't used it. Actually, I have used it a little bit, but um, some of this art is quite amazing. What they, I mean, it's a little. Have you uh heard of this? Uh, hold on, let me see. The AI generated uh, picture that won the award. No, I haven't. I think I maybe I have, but let me see what you come up with. Okay. That one uh, art prize. Let's see. <clears throat> so this is New York Times, but I want to see the picture. Let me see the picture. Uh. Uh. Let me see if I find this here. <clears throat> uh, no, this is uh, this is a picture that won the prize. No, no, no. Oh wow! So there was an. Oh wow! Okay. So several things have happened. Uh, th- you had that heart on my sleeve, right? That came out. Mm-hmm. Then you have this a picture, which I want to show you in a second. Won an art prize. An AI-generated picture won an art prize, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an AI-generated photo wins contest. A photo. Um, and was it a, a a photo contest, not not art? Yeah, it was. Uh, was it like a photography? Uh, so okay, here we go. <clears throat> so this is the Guardian, and uh, look at this photo here. I want to open this and image in the new tab so we can see it clear here. Maybe if I uh, zoom in a little bit. So this photo was completely created by AI. Okay. When you say completely created, did they do a photo mash? Okay. Let's find out. It says here, <clears throat> photographer admits prize winning image was AI generated. It says German artist Boris uh Edgotson um entry to Sony World Photography Awards was designed to provoke debate. A photographer is refusing a, pre- a prestigious award after admitting to being a cheeky monkey and generating the prize-winning image using artificial intelligence. The German artist Boris uh L Elgatson, I guess that's how you pronounce it, revealed on his website that he was not accepting the prize for creative open category, which he won at the Sony World Photography Awards. The winning of the uh, uh, photograph depicted two women from different generations in black and white. In a statement on his website, Elgatson, who studied photography and visual arts at the Art Academy of Mainz, uh, conceptual art and intermedia at the Academy of Fine Arts in Prague and the Fine Art 
at the Sorogini Naidu School of Arts and Communication in Hyderabad said that he applied as Cheeky Monkey to find out if competitions will be prepared for AI images to enter. They are not, he added. We, the photo world, need an open discussion, said El Gatson, a discussion about what we want to consider photography and what and whatnot. Is the umbrella of photography large enough to invite AI images to answer, or will this be a mistake? But what is... Uh, okay, that's all good and all that. Okay, so it says here, let's, let's see. Is uh, this a mashup? Uh, like they took two photos, regular photos that were in color. They The AI took it. No, I think these are completely fabricated by how can that be so let's see here let's see uh uh says he explained the following two decades no let's see of photography and my artistic focus uh let's see uh well it doesn't explain really how ai generated it but again go, go, go to the picture to I, me, it seems like okay, but you you haven't used that. Maybe this is why it's a little bit confusing because you haven't used. I that. have you. I like I said, I've did it a couple of times, and what it does is it mashes pictures together and makes an image. Well, like you could say, you know, I want Donald Trump and Dominican Republic drinking uh, Presidente. And it'll make it for you. Right, but from from different photos, it'll mash them up. What do you mean, like, mash them up? Like, it'll take a picture from Dominican Republic, then it'll put Donald Trump in front. It does all the photo editing. Well, yeah, I, I guess, but I think it's creating it from scratch. Mm, I mean, let's do it right now, right on. I mean, if we can, let's see. All right, hold on one second. And see if we can do this now. So, but uh, with that being said, check this photo out. Maybe this will. Uh, so this art, this piece of art. Let's open this image in a new tab so you can see it clearly. Uh, also, AI generated image. Right, and this also seems like it's uh, it's a picture mashup. Okay, so let's see here. This year, the Colorado State Fair annual art competition gave out prizes in all the usual categories, painting, quilting, and sculpture. But one uh, entrant, Jason M. Allen of Pueblo West, Colorado, did, didn't make his entry with a brush or a lump of clay. He created it with Midjourney, an artificial intelligence program that turns lines of text into hyper-realistic gra- graphics. Mr. Allen work, uh, theater... The opera Espacial Espacial, uh, took home the blue ribbon in fair contest for emerging digital artists, making it one of the first AI-generated pieces to win such a prize and setting off a fierce backlash from artists who accused him of essentially cheating. Uh, Reached by phone on Wednesday, Mr. Allen defends his work. He said that he had made clear that his work, which is submitted under the name Jason M. Allen via Midjourney was created using AI and that hadn't been deceived by its or and 
he hadn't deceived anyone about its origins. I'm not going to apologize for it, he said. I won and I didn't break any rules. AI-generated art has been around for years, but tools released this year with names like Doll E2, Midjourney, and Stable Diffusion have made it possible for rank amateurs to create complex, abstract, or photorealistic works simply by typing in a few words into a text box. These apps have made many human artists understandably nervous about their own futures. Why would anybody why would anyone pay for art, they wonder, when they could generate it themselves? They have also generated fierce debates about the ethics of AI generated art and the opposition from people who claim these apps are essentially a high-tech form of plagiarism. It says Mr. Allen 39 began experimenting with AI generated art this year. He runs a studio, Incarnate Games, which makes tabletop games. And he was curious about the new breed of AI image generators, um, about how the AI, new breed of AI generators will compare with the human artists whose works he commissioned. This summer, he got invited to a Discord chat server where people were, test, were testing mid-journey, which causes complex process known as diffusion to turn text into custom, you see, custom images. Users type a series of words into a, mes- into a message to mid-journey. The bot spits back an image seconds later. Yeah, but this, what the bot is doing is trolling the internet for, for images that look, that, that have whatever the, the person types in. Mm-hmm. Like this guy typed in opera, uh, whatever he typed in, and they found pictures of people in the opera and then mashed together other pieces. Hmm. Let me look at the image again. Okay. Let's see. Here we go. See, because it's kind of deceiving what you're, what you're trying to convey to me, like the AI created those figures from scratch no but that's the thing like it does that that's the thing that you're not understanding because like what happens is sometimes like if you'll if you have to constantly train it to get it a clearer and clearer um uh image because what happens is it'll come out first with like like for example a donald trump image right first it'll have donald trump with six fingers his hands will be all out of proportion everything will look kind of odd and you have to kind of like train it to, but it's it's using other form other pictures. I mean, I I don't know exactly how, but I I would assume I, I guess I would assume. All right, let's try to do some art online right now. All right, because I don't know if exactly if it's using um other pictures per se. I mean, it's using the what's available on the internet. I'm okay, sure. so let's let's. Uh, All right, I'm gonna Google Mid Journey. Okay. And as I do that, I just want to give a quick plug to our Brain Boost from Paramid Supplements. You can find Brain Boost at theparamid.com. And uh, Brain Boost, if I go over here. Uh, Let's see real quickly. Healthy cell function. That's right. Have a little uh, 
<clears throat> thing about them. So Brain Boost is a complex uh, mix of different kinds of mushrooms. Uh, that's uh, turkey tail, white button mushrooms, and it's all there so that um, it provides you know benefits to your body. It provides healthy cell function, and it, uh, as the bottle says, provides a nice brain boost. Um, so if you, I like it. I use it every day. That's <laughs> that's right. We both do, and um, that's why the bottle. Is empty. We need to get some more. The bottles are empty, so we need to re up the shipment. Well, I got open. mine's in a pill dispenser. <laughs> so you're you still got some left? Yeah, I put them in the in my daily, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm, so, but the uh, new it uh, just makes it easier for me in the morning. I just take Monday, boom. Mm. Tuesday, boom. Yeah, that is easier. Um, so, the uh, new shipments of our supplements will be coming to the studio shortly. They're in route. Um, that being said, uh, really quickly, I just wanted to go over what, uh, what we had here. We had a little statement about the brain boost prepared, and unfortunately, I didn't have it ready. <clears throat> it says, uh, this advanced formula, I'll put it up again. This advanced formula combines 10 of nature's most studied and sought-after mushrooms, Mitaki, shiitake, lion's mane, reishi, cordyceps, shaga, turkey tail, white button mushroom, black fungus, and royal sun mushrooms. Our highest quality mushroom gummies consist of 250 milligram mushrooms in the most beneficial proportion. The mushroom extract complex is exactly what you need for your active lifestyle, packed with essential vitamins and nutrients that help support a healthy cell function. Go-getters, thinkers, wanderers will appreciate this medicinal mushrooms that will support cognitive function, support memory retention, making them a perfect brain booster for working and studying. So that is our brain boost. Brain for college kids. That's right. Right. If you're in college and you need a little brain boost, that's what we have this uh, special blend here for. So uh, I'm looking up uh, Chat GPT, not Chat GPT, the um, Mid Journey, a- Mid Mid Journey's uh, AI generated art, and we have a a plethora of stuff go- of uh, to get to today. So we got to try to get through this pretty quickly here. But let's see, Google Mid Journey AI generated art. Let's see. Hmm. Now, mind you, this AI-generated art stuff is not as easy as, um, I mean, you can type in words and they'll generate stuff, but you got to kind of train it a little bit. Um, I would imagine so, but my thing is these renderings are just from other images it's not like the ai physically creates a new image from nothing yeah this is chopping other images to get to the image that they want i mean i i've seen it create stuff from nothing that's where i'm not exactly sure on the disconnect of how you think this thing is working from nothing. So you put in frog and this thing sketches out a frog in yeah. the algorithm. Yeah. Like, uh, let's see here. 
See if I can find uh, Get Started here. I'm working my way through. Here's the you guys want to follow along here. See what I'm doing. So this is Mid Journey. Never been to Mid Journey before. So let's see. Get started. Oh, this is this is a let's see. This looks like in depth. You see, this is really difficult. Uh, not as easy. Okay, go to the Mid Journey Discord. Let's see. Uh, Pablo Morado. <clears throat> All right, I, I need to create an account here. So just yeah. give me one second here. Um, while I'm doing this, I'll uh, give you a uh, something to to chomp on. All right, so I'm gonna try to get access to to the this mid journey, but uh, shall we play a game? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So this one, I got uh, Ask Ernesto for you. And the question is, guess uh, who is the cop? Like, uh, is this the NFL or the NBA? All right. Are these players in the NFL or the NBA? Oh, Christ almighty. So, like, you're going to hear... A list of things, um, and you're gonna have, he's gonna present a list of like incidents, right? And you have to decide whether it was who was the who were the people involved. Was it the which team was it? The NFL team or an NBA team? All right, All we right. got we got Felix the cat watching right now. <laughs> Felix, you're a Bobo Longo. <laughs> oh yeah, so hold yeah, on. give him a Bobo Longo. Bobo Longo, there you go, Bobo Longo. All right, so let's see. All let's right. see. So, uh, is this see. audio, video, audio? How is uh, it? It is. All is both audio and video. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Okay, so let me just play. Uh, just setting this up here real quick for you. All right. All right, here we go. Then, guess which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? 36 have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. 19 have been accused of writing bad checks. 117 have directly or indirectly uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Okay, any, any nah, idea? I, I would say both. <laughs> <laughs> I would say both the NBA and the NFL. The NBA and the NFL? Is that your final? <laughs> I say both. You say both. Yes. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. You need a yeah. like a, <laughs> like a, who wants to be a millionaire? Right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. Twenty-one currently are defendants in lawsuits, and eighty-four have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. How many of you think NBA? How many of you think NFL? 
Well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. <laughs> uh, guess what you... <laughs> Oh shit! So, oh man, you want to hear the offenses one more time? Oh yes, let's put it back in. Dad, guess which is it? Is it NBA or NFL? Thirty-six have been accused of spousal abuse. Seven have been arrested for fraud. Nineteen have been accused of writing bad checks. One hundred and seventeen have directly or indirectly. Uh, been bankrupted at least two businesses. Three have done time for assault. 71, I repeat, 71 cannot get a credit card due to their bad credit. 14 have been arrested on drug-related charges. Eight have been arrested for shoplifting. 21 currently are defendants in lawsuits. And 84 have been arrested for drunk driving in the last year. Jesus Christ. How many of you think NBA? <laughs> How many of you think NFL? Well, the answer is neither. It's the 435 members of the United States Congress. <laughs> and guess- That's your Congress for wow. you. Wow. <laughs> and then they imposing laws on us. Right. right. They imposing laws on us that they are blatantly. Right. Oh, my God. They're blatantly. Oh, what happened here? With what? Did you got I- a little issue over there? I Am see I you still just, on? Yeah, I do. I see you just fine. Um. So yeah, <laughs> that was your. It was a trick question. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I won't give you a, a ding on that one because that that was a so trick question. So they impose those laws on us, or they blatantly break those laws. Right. Drunk, drinking, and driving. Um, a lot of them don't ha- even have enough credit for. To get a credit card. To get a credit card. Spousal abuse. (laughs) And for people that are watching and they're, you know, either watching through my feed, I don't know if you're able to see all the little knickknacks that uh, Pablo is doing behind the scene. Um, You can go to theparamid.com or you can catch us on all social media. You can go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And catches that way because you can see what we are laughing about. And what we are laughing about is, you know, a question was, well, well this was a court in, in where? Um, was this see. in Washington? Was this recently? How long ago? Uh, let me uh, quickly look it up here because uh, perhaps it says it here um, in the description. Let's see. Uh, just give me one second here. My computer's loading it up. So as Pablo's loading up that information, this was like a video. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> it was like in a courtroom. Uh, let's see. Let's see who this is. Uh, show more. So it doesn't say much. Oh, it says videos from 2012. Guy is a preacher. Also, his numbers were proven false. Mm. Okay. That's what some guy in 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 the comments said. Um that his numbers were proven false, but I, I bet you a lot of it was accurate. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, one commenter on this video says, first, there are not 435 members of Congress. There are 535. Second, since there were no gun charges or aggravated assaults, sexual assaults, or judgments for not paying child support or vehicular homicide charges, I knew it wasn't the NBA or NFL. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yo, these commenters are ruthless. Um interesting yeah, video though yeah it was an video. interesting video it was brought on to me um by um it was a preacher we thought it was a courtroom but it was a preacher that said it mm. um but listening through all to all these podcasts i heard about it and i thought hmm, this would be a great for an ask ask, ask Ernesto, uh segment here but uh it got me really thinking about you know the u.s congress and the stuff that they're guilty of and you know what they're doing um, okay so here we go see this is where you cannot believe everything you hear mm. or read right or or see on the internet right how many members of congress are there you know no i don't know there are a total of 535 members of Congress. Okay. 100 serve in the U.S. Senate and 435 serve in the House of Representatives. So the comments, the commentator said that there was only, that they weren't 435. There was in total 500. Right. Okay. So then. He's accurate on that. And the guy said it was all members of Congress. Right. Uh, well, he says of the members of Congress. Let's see. Uh, this is as every CRS report.com. Uh, it says there are no federal rule uh, statutes or rules of the House of Representatives that directly affect the status of a member of Congress who has been indicted for a crime that constitutes a felony. Let me make this bigger, and I can share this with you. <clears throat> it says, um, so let's see here. There are, no, there are no federal statutes or rules of the, of the House of Representatives that directly affect the status of a member of Congress who has been indicted for a crime that constitutes a felony. No rights or privileges are forfeited under the Constitution, uh, Constitution statutory law, or the rules of the house merely upon indictment for an offense prior to an establishment of guilt on the judicial under the judicial system under the house rules there are an indicted if uh, house rules therefore an indicted member may may continue to part uh, participate in congressional proceedings and considerations but uh, let's see here I'm trying to see. What is how many people? How many? In, in, how many have been indicted for the? For how many crimes? people have been like? Yeah, how accurate that is? So the uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh maybe this report. Well, at any rate, we we'll, we know that there five hundred status of member of house who have been indicted for, for or convicted of a felony. Uh, we know that there are 535 members of Congress, 100 serve in the U.S. Senate, and 435 serve in the U.S. House of Representatives. Okay. Got to remember that. <laughs> it says here the Republican Congress 
or uh, rather the Republican conference rules regarding an indicted member of the Republican leadership in the House were adopted on January 3rd, 2005. Uh, it's not telling us how many people. Um, and it probably won't because <coughs> I tell you, these are probably ongoing cases and they're not going to, they, they're not going to incriminate because everything is allegedly, mm. allegedly spousal abuse, allegedly bank fraud, allegedly whatever. So until they are proven guilty, nobody's going to admit that they're guilty mm-hmm. before the court of date. Of course. So it'll be hard to pull up that, that stat. But is that all you have for Ask Ernesto? Uh, well, that's all I have for now. But I actually have um, a bunch of stuff for today. So that was the Ask Ernesto portion that I have for. So for were us. you able to sign up for the AI generated? Unfortunately, stuff? it's a little complex. Um, it doesn't seem like it's as easy as like going into an application and starting mm. it. It seems like you, there's uh, layers you have to get. Because I've going. done it. I've done it with on my phone. They have, like, these quick ones. But I did look up, like, you know, a tutorial of, like, using AI to create original art. Um, and let's see really quickly just to show you what. This is original art by AI. Okay, let's see. We all love art, and for me, especially dark and abstract pieces. And these beautiful pieces of art that I'm showing you right now were all created by AI. None of those images were created by a human. They are AI-generated artwork based off of text prompts using something called Midjourney, which is software that allows you to imagine just about anything and realize it into a piece of art with beautiful colors, lighting, and composition. But let's go back. I just learned about this a few weeks ago. I was aware and tried some AI art generators in the past, but it was always so limited and didn't have the best results. But then I started seeing pieces from my friends, Olaf Blumerus and Ryan Booth, and I had to dive in for myself. And getting in isn't easy. You can sign up for the beta, but there's a hell of a long wait list there. But thankfully, I was hooked up by another friend, Quincy Ledbetter, who is also- See, getting in is not that easy. Mm. Who a director and has a feature film called Elude the Dreamer, which you should definitely check out. Link in the notes below. But he hooked me up with an invite to the Discord, which is where all of this goes through. And when you get in there, there are different channels. People posting prompts and receiving images all together, and it's free, but chaos. So I typed forward slash subscribe, and that lets you get the paid subscription, which for me is worth it, since you can then DM the bot and have all of your stuff in its own channel. Now, it doesn't hide the images that you create. Those still show up in galleries, but at least you aren't dealing with the chaos of a million images. But now I can submit a prompt. And to do that, I'll type forward slash imagine and then whatever I want the AI to create, like a haunted house at night in the style of a 1970s horror film. You can also control the aspect ratio by typing dash dash AR, then the ratio you want, like 16.9 or 9.16. Then you hit enter and it does its thing and brings aspect aspect, uh, ratio is like the frame size of how it appears on and like the canvas size of the, mm. of the thing. Back four options from that prompt. You see, it brings you back four options. You see that? And then from that, for, from those four options, you start clicking what, what do you like and what do you like. And it begins like. to enhance it. Right. Little by little. Little, little by, by little. little. Yes, exactly. 
But before we go on further, let's back up again. How is this actually working? Admittedly, I'm no expert here, but from what I understand, the system utilizes a deep learning algorithm that has a massive training set of images. These are images with text descriptions. So the system then finds variables that familiarizes it with the translations of the words to the pictures. So when you put in your prompt, the system translates that prompt and generates a picture based off of what it has learned from that massive data set, which is a massively oversimplistic explanation. But the main thing I'm pointing out here is that Midjourney isn't taking images that exist already and then morphing them into something new, remixing them. It is taking your prompt and creating completely new art based off of- You see? Wow. You see, it's come. It's not- It's not- what Mashing up images. It's creating new ones. So that, that song that you heard from Drake- was not mashing up old things. It's creating new ones. That's impressive. That's what's going on with AI. Of that massive data set it has learned from. So now we can add in our prompt and in minutes we get back original artworks, which is insane. And the results you get are all about the prompts that you use. So say we want a horror vibe, maybe a bus stop at night. I'll try forward slash imagine bus stop at night horror style, and if I want it more cinematic, I can add that cinematic, atmospheric, shot on film, and the aspect ratio I want. Now I get kicked back those four starter images, and now I have options on what I want to do with them with these buttons below. U stands for upscale, and the number is the corresponding frame. V is to create another version of that specific frame, so you're iterating in that direction. And this button here does an all new generation of the prompt. Since as you see here, if I type in the exact same prompt, I may get something similar, but I'll never get the exact exact same thing. I haven't been able to figure out how much the order you put things in actually matters since it changes each time regardless, but a part of the fun here is trying different prompts in different ways to land on what you're setting out for. And this we can is get crazy. more specific by naming artists. Anything you can think of, anything you can type. This is it just comes up freaking crazy. <laughs> this is nuts. See, you thought it was like remixing, but it's generating it from scratch. Just like the it way doesn't, it doesn't um, fit in my cranium yet. <laughs> How can you take a? Because it's like it's like ChatGPT. ChatGPT is using the knowledge that exists throughout the entire internet, and then we ask it a question, and it comes up with its own concise. See that I can see because it's just taking words, right, and well, now, and meaning, right, and. From that, it extrapolates. But now it's taking images and meaning and the same situation. It is fucking crazy. And then it's taking audio and meaning and the same situation. Before long, you're going to be able to create complete videos where I can say, you know, they can convict you of a crime and say, no, that's you. But I didn't say that. I didn't do. That is you. Does that look like you? It looks like me, but... I, I I wasn't there. I, well, so that I, video looks like it was there. Okay, so <laughs> as long as it's on the internet, mm -hmm. so if we, for for example, I type in oh mid journey right to mid journey, uh, -huh. uh pyramid, Egyptians, mm -hmm. aliens. Um, ghost, uh, 
universe, galaxy image, whatever. Uh-huh. It'll generate. It'll generate a pic, complete original picture yep. upon these words that I type. Exactly. That they did not extrapolate from any other image, but they just took the this the construction of that image or the uh, or the definition of that image, and it knows what it looks like and constructs something completely new right. out of the description. It knows what it under it knows what it looks like, and it's like, oh, okay, it wants a koala bear. I know what koala bears look like, so here you go. This is what. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> well, so and so then, in that case, so, in, in that case, the artist, uh-huh. we're not gonna get. I mean, that's the whole part of, you know, an artist, you know, translates his pain, his innermost feelings, onto the canvas, right? Which, to me, is what. Well, you know, makes it valuable. Mm-hmm. You know your your exploits, your happiness, your sadness, your struggle, your love. All that transcends through the brush. Mm-hmm. That's all out the fucking door now. <laughs> yeah, now it's now just- it's just a synthetic art, right? And I bet you there's gonna be a market for it. And people are going to buy this shit. Of course. I mean, uh, yeah, of course. I I guess, yeah. So it'll be a hollow image. Right. Completely hollow. Completely made up by AI. With no feeling or anything. Right. Incredible. (laughs) Because you see everything back there? With the exception of this, but still, it has my touch to it. You know Mm. what I'm saying? And, you know, that horse right there, it has my, there's, there's feeling behind that shit. <laughs> and yeah. now AI is going to just spit out a hollow fucking image and people are going to f- start bidding pretty soon. So then by that faction, NFTs now. I mean, yeah, I, I mean... AI AI generated NFTs. And now, <laughs> another thing I hate about this world we're living in. Everything is a fucking abbreviation. Yeah. AI, <laughs> NFT, I mean, come on. Yeah, so... And then, did you hear uh, the Joe Rogan interview that was AI generated as well? Oh Christ! Even that now? Yeah, they they created a a Joe Rogan interview with um, Steve Jobs. You want to take a quick listen? Okay, it's not that Steve Jobs. I mean, Joe Rogan is interviewing an AI figure. No. The whole interview is AI it's generated. AI generated the whole thing from and beginning is to this end. video audio or both? Uh well, I have a. Uh, it's on YouTube. Let's see. I'll add it to stream here. Freak bitches. Welcome to another episode of the Bro Jogan Experience. And on this episode, I welcome my friend who's difficult to describe. I'm fascinated by him, and I hope you'll be too. And he is weird. And no, no video. And sometimes like. totally insufferable. 
but my guest today has made some of the great technological products of our age, and he's always pushing the envelope in innovation. Like, for example, with his next computer, he developed a new programming language and operating system, and then he became even more famous for making three applications for that computer. Uh, word processor, a spreadsheet, and an image editor. That just showed me that this dude was brilliant, had amazing taste, and I would just hope that I could be even like one-tenth of the genius that my friend today is. And I can't even say his name, so yeah. So super psyched about having him in the house today. First time or, yeah, we've had you on before, but not for a long time. You're like Patrick Swayze and um, Demi Moore and Ghost. You're a memory from the past. <laughs> so without further ado, my friend who is difficult to describe. And so the, the AI is aware that he's dead. Because he's like, he's like Patrick Swayze from Ghost. Like he's a memory from the past. <laughs> Wonderful, and I'm so grateful he came on the show. How's it going? Good to see you, buddy. It's been a long time since I've been on the show. I've missed this. It's always fun. How's it going? Come on, tell me about jobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good to see you, buddy. I'm so happy you came on, man. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. Your audience is just so different from your normal Apple users, and that's a good thing. It's cool. Well... You know, I was an Apple user way before I did this. So this this is like very choppy. It's not as yeah, it's not seamless like the Drake video. Yeah, you could tell that this is uh, yes fake, right? But then, um, but in a very rough, this is a very rough version of what it could be, right? So the next the next step up from that. It'll be as sim seamless as that Drake song, and you won't be able to tell. Oh, my God. Looking for something. Uh, there's a whole new podcast, the Joe Rogan AI Experience. Oh, Christ. See, this is what's going to happen. Look at this. Oh, my God. This looks like it's a visual. Joe Rogan Podcast. Check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train my day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Joe Rogan AI Experience. I'm your host, Joe Rogan, or at least that's what this AI model thinks I sound like. Let me tell you, folks, this is some next-level stuff we've got going on here today. Every single word of this podcast has been generated with the help of ChatGPT, the cutting-edge AI language model developed by OpenAI. I am not the real Joe Rogan. Let me repeat it once more. I am not Joe Rogan and the guests are not of the people they portray. This is purely fiction, just for fun, so don't go around making little clips for your TikToks and make the world believe I said things I never said. This is a lot more seamless. It's a lot more seamless. Said. Nothing in this podcast should be taken as said by the real people they portray. This is purely for entertainment purposes and an experience showcasing the amazing advancements in AI technology. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into this AI-generated world. Let's get weird, folks. Okay, it's so it's time to pause welcome it, our first guest. Pause it. We already know <laughs> it could be seamless, right? Right. But this is the danger, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Biden just announced <laughs> right <laughs> he's running for president right right so 
let's say a tragedy happens. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden is going to have his his daily oatmeal, trips over a pencil, breaks his hip, gets an infection, passes away. Mm-hmm. God forbid. You know? Right, right. Yeah. God forbid. God forbid. The old guy, you mean. Right. We don't want none of we that. We don't want no harm to happen to right, the old right. guy, you know. He's he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but <laughs> that's not his fault. Right. We're, we're not, all we're all headed there. Right. But this is the dangers with AI. Now they're scrambling, right? Mm-hmm. In the midst, you know, of his reelection. <laughs> they're making AI of him. Yeah. Easy. 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 They the government has more funds and uh, ability than us. Let me <laughs> And if some layman could do an funds AI. and ability in a in, in a big fucking long arm that can reach everywhere right. and get the top notch shit and then, you know, make you sign sign an NDA. So that information never gets out. Right. And if you do let us get out. Then you're persecuted. And you're persecuted. <laughs> and you might have a phantom heart attack. Yeah. You might you might uh been found to commit suicide with a shotgun shell in your chest. <laughs> but hanging from a tree with a shotgun shell in your chest. So what can happen is. They're making AI Joe Biden, mm-hmm. right? They they say, though, he can't come out because he tripped over his pencil and his hip is not too well, <laughs> right? And you see, like, a, like him being in the White House in a dark kind of gloomy mm-hmm. room, maybe the Oval Office or whatever, <laughs> right? And he's sitting there, mm-hmm. you know, he's, you know, talking or whatever mm-hmm. that's all ai yeah everything and then kamala and then harris will be going around doing everything that he's supposed to do because she's really alive right and then they'll make a transition either to make kamala the president because he's not feeling well mm. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> right. He's not feeling well. The guy's been underground already. For God knows how long. For weeks. But he's not feeling well. But yet, he's coming out from time to time on TV from the Oval Office and looking presidential and passing laws right. and bills and all that shit. <laughs> but he's dead. Right. <laughs> and everything is AI. Like uh, this guy Fetterman, you know about that guy? No, you know don't you don't know anything about Fetterman? No. Uh, okay, so uh, I'll give you a little. Uh... So let me finish my thought. So then, after some time, they decide. Well, the president is not feeling too well, um, and he is requesting that he is going to step down. Passing the torch to Kamala. Kamala goes on and asks the sea hag, can, can she get, you know, the wicked witch of the uh, of the West, which is uh 
or the East, actually, because she is from Chappaqua. Mrs. Bill Clinton, Mrs. Bill Clinton, uh, Hillary. Um, yeah. And now she is the vice president. Kamala is the president. And now they do a whole ceremony parading Joe Biden's casket through the Capitol and going down through his old uh, hometown. Mm-hmm. And we think, oh, wow, the, the president died. The president been dead for months. For and what we were listening to was AI. Was AI. Yeah. Unreal. So this is uh, really quickly because we got a. What the hell? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. <laughs> but uh, this is John Fetterman, for those that aren't aware. He's a Pennsylvania senator. The, I mean, I've heard the name before, but I, how does this correlate with 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 uh, Biden? I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. And let's also talk about oh, the I've elephant seen this in the guy. room. I had a stroke. He had a stroke. Listen. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate. Just As won. did Joe Biden. He just won. He just won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen know, to this debate. This have you heard this debate? I believe I have. Well, let with, it play with, for the... Uh, with this guy, uh, Dr. Oz. Mush yeah, let two it play. words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. I'm running for the U.S. Senate because Washington keeps getting it wrong with extreme positions. John Fetterman takes everything to an extreme, and those extreme positions hurt us all. The first part of the debate was focused on issues including the, econ- the economy and, and abortion. abortion. What we have to do is ensure that we don't have increased inflation, and the best way to do that is reduce gas prices. John Fetterman has gone after the energy industry, called it a stain on Pennsylvania. He has never met an, air, uh, uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about. There should not be... He doesn't... You hear his response? He has never been... After the energy industry called it a stain on Pennsylvania. He has never met an air, uh, uh, an oil company that he doesn't swipe right about. An oil company <laughs> that he hasn't swiped right about. What, what is that sentence? What does he mean by that? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, the swipe right, for the because you don't, you don't know, but Tinder, which is a dating app, is exactly that. If you swipe right, that means um, you you want to date the girl. Or and Tinder is just now. A, ah, yeah. I see. So Tinder is considered like the new. It's actually breaking a lot of like uh, couples and stuff apart because basically it's like um, guys just basically just have one night stands or, or women have just one. Trust night me, stands. when I was when I was working in. In Jersey, mm-hmm. weekends, I would say 30 to 40% of the rides were Tinder dates. <sighs> Either men going to meet the woman at a bar, mm-hmm. woman going to meet the man at the bar, so or that, them together. So he's using a Tinder reference. That's what swiping right, right means. Yeah. Ah, you see, I would have never there known. There should not be involvement from the federal government in how states decide their abortion decisions. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive. If you believe that the choice of your reproductive freedom belongs with Dr. Oz, then you have a choice. But if you believe that the choice for abortion belongs 
responsible between you and your doctor. That's what I fight for. Will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? Uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. He keeps talking about Bernie, Bernie Sanders. You know, three, year, three years ago, he was on his show and he hugged him and he said, I love this guy. You know what? Why don't you pretend that you, you live in Vermont instead of Pennsylvania and run against Bernie Sanders? What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Vermont has nothing to do with anything. Bernie Sanders has nothing to do with this race at all. It wasn't even the question. It says, in the second half of the debate, the candidates discuss crime, energy, and other issues. I strongly support fracking, drilling, the piping of that natural gas. I now, to me, Dr. Oz sounds very sound with his argument, at least cogent with his argument. Right, right. I, I, you may not agree with him, but at least I can understand. See, now, now I remember who Fetterman is <laughs> because he's the guy who won. Yeah. And then the day when on on election day, mm -hmm. he came out like in sweats. Remember, he came out yeah, like something in like, yeah, he came out in but sweats. I, I think um, uh, if I'm not mistaken, John Fetterman uh in hospital i believe he's, he fell again uh he was like let's see uh, he checked as soon as he gets into uh office he checks himself into a hospital for a clinical depression. Yeah, I just got handed this statement from John Fetterman's uh, office. Obviously, he is the senator from Pennsylvania. Uh, he said he has checked himself into Walter Reed National Medical Center. What more do we know? Yeah, this is just really coming out in the last few minutes. This is obviously really sad. It says here in the statement from Fetterman. Are you kidding me? He gets into office and then he checks himself in for clinical oh, depression. Yo, what a scam. And then look at Oprah. Because Oprah, John, what uh, Dr. A scam. Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz um, comes from Oprah, right? Right, because she, she would have him on all the time. Right. But then check out... Check out what Oprah says. Because Dr. Oz, he's Republican. <laughs> Am I correct? I, he was running for Heading the Republican. Heading into the final weekend before the midterms, a surprise endorsement overnight in the Pennsylvania Senate race. With Oprah Winfrey publicly backing Democrat John Fetterman over former TV star Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. I said it was up to the citizens of Pennsylvania. And of course, but I will tell you all this. If I lived in Pennsylvania, I would have already cast my vote for John Fetterman for many reasons. Winfrey gave Oz his start in TV nearly 20 years ago before the heart. She gave Oz his start, and she's going for this brain-dead guy? This guy who, who checked himself into clinical depression Let's, after, like, how many months were you in office? <laughs> if that, do, you, do you think after that... After having a stroke, I mean... Do you think that Oprah is going to give up her blackness? <laughs> Give up her blackness? Yes. What do you... Oh, because she's got to be Republican, uh, democratically she, black. The minute she endorses a black... Uh, 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 a staunch Republican, or Republican, conservative, no matter what it is, she's not black no more. <laughs> that's it. She's an Uncle Tom. You know, oh, that's it. Man. It's over. 
You uh, can. Looks like Joe Biden has stuck his foot all the way in his mouth. Uh oh, I'm in trouble. In an interview with the Breakfast Club co-host Charlemagne, the presidential hopeful made an egregious comment that has people questioning if he's worthy of their vote. Towards the end of the almost 20-minute interview, Charlemagne touched on an issue of great concern. Who will be Joe's running mate? Black people saved your political life in the primaries this year. They have things they want from you, and one of them is a black woman running mate. What, what do you say to them? What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. Charlemagne had a follow-up question, but got interrupted by someone off-camera saying their time was up. The radio host instead invited Biden to come back, but Joe's response was off-putting. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. The comment may have been directed. I see. You see? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, well, he said it himself. Am I right? <laughs> you are. You are correct. <laughs> Give me a ding, ding. Give me something. Uh, I got you here. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> One second. Uh, oh, should I go. cock my shotgun? <laughs> So, if you're black, God forbid you vote Republican, endorse a Republican, then you ain't black no more. Then you ain't black. Now you're an Uncle Tom. Oh my God. Which is a misnomer. Right. You know why? Why? Because they think that Uncle Tom was the was the person that gave him gave um uh the information to catch the runaway slaves. Mm-hmm. They killed Uncle Tom because he was protecting the runaway slave. It was Sambo. His other buddy, Sambo, and I forget. Let me see something. Well, as you're looking for that. What the hell? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Wrap that shit yeah, up. Yeah, we'll dude. wrap it up. I but... don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll follow up with this report after the break. All right. Technical difficulties, as oh, always. Oh, no, we're, like, frozen. <laughs> What's going what on? What happened? What's going on? Always technical difficulties. Living in New York. Here we go. Is a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> in New York, you got to deal with. Do 24-7 speed camera program. New York is one of the first cities oh, in the country Felix, to have thousands you're not of cameras this operating around the clocks. You got to go. The streets are empty. You're going like 20 miles an hour. There's nobody there. Yet a cop will go by. Zoom. Right? And if you go above 
that speed limit. You think they care that somebody might get run over? <laughs> they care about that income coming in. We got the speed cameras. You could be having a great day. Right. The most fantastic day. You went to the lottery, um, your little bodega, and you said, let me get 2221. Put a dollar straight, a dollar box. You know, you're on your way home. You'll be like, let me see how the numbers came out. Holy shit. 2221 hit. Five grand. Yay. I finally can fix my bathroom. I finally can fix the leak on the roof. And you're happy. You're about to tell your wife. And as you walk in the door, you see these red flappers in your mailbox. You pull them out. Red light, uh, red light ticket, speeding ticket, mm. red light. Well, what the fuck? Because of these red lights and speeding cameras, right? right? Which, with their they're speeding, only in the sense that if it's a twenty-five mile per hour zone and you're going twenty-six, twenty-six, you're speeding. Twenty-six, <laughs> the turtles are passing you by. Sometimes because they're the cameras, they're automatic. It's yellow. You go through and you you be like, blip, blip. Oh, far. I went through a yellow, not a red. Right. Right? No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm go flaming. Ahead. You see flaming? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because now you're driving like a turtle, right? And it's a busy day. And you're like, see the yellow? You be like, I'm not getting a fucking speed, uh, a red light ticket. You slam on the fucking brakes. Now, everybody behind you who's dying to get home right. after an exhausting day, now there's a pile up because you're <laughs> afraid of these right. red lights mm-hmm. that you get banged when you go over. As you're going over, green turns to yellow, click, click. And when you see that flash, your day is ruined. That's aside from people that jaywalk right people jaywalk in new york they don't give a fuck you're like driving like a turtle and they'd be like he's going slow i can make it they go whoop right by you and if there's a cop parked on the side trying to make his what (laughs) quota (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck did i do were having a good day. Yeah. Hit those, you hit your, your little numbers, which is actually a poor man's bank account. Right. You're just depositing it to the lottery <laughs> in the hopes. Right? So right. Now, now he pulls you over. Officer, what did I do? <laughs> give me your papers. But what did give me your paper? I'm not gonna say it again. Fear. Oh my god. Because the guy's now having his his hand on his revolver. Alright, I'll give you my papers. Mm-hmm. Give him the papers. I'll be right back. You were having a good day. Right. You're sitting in that car for 15 minutes. He's taking his time. He's stuffing his face with donuts, <laughs> having a conversation with his buddy. So what are you doing tonight? Right. Oh, we're going to strip joint. 
yeah. And you're there, like, my God, how many tickets are coming? Right. How many tickets are coming? And here he comes, nice and slow. Here, here you go. What did I do? You failed to yield to a pedestrian. How the hell was I supposed to fail? How did I do that? When the guy ran in front of my car. Wow. Right. I'll see you in court. Three. (laughs) Now, you'll be like, fuck that. I'm fighting this. When you go to the judge, cop is like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then, I, you know, as I was watching cards, you don't know what he's saying. He's right. just reiterating <laughs> notes. What he wrote down. <laughs> um, Your Honor, he said that I was driving a black Odyssey. My Odyssey is blue. That doesn't matter. The matter is that he documented. What? what, what? That doesn't matter. But I what? Guilty. You pay the you pay the cashier. Ah, ah, but wow. we're having a good day. So now you don't even want to go to court. Because you're gonna get fucked anyway. Right. So you pay the fine. So it depends if that judge got his little nook at night. He's feeling uh, good. And he wants to bestow his happiness upon his constituents because we're we pay you, motherfucker. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They have these little powwow stations. Ah, uh, you gotta, you know, uh, failing to yield. But you know what? We can reduce that. The fine is two hundred something dollars. Pay a hundred. You don't gotta see the judge. <laughs> but you weren't guilty, right? <laughs> but they're telling you, if you see the judge, you might have to pay the whole nut. Right. Here, you pay half. So you pay half. So you pay half. You were having a good day. Right. The IRS is ruthless. I'm a victim of the IRS. When they want their money, they will get it. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You're driving to New York. Turtles are passing you. They decide to cut. (laughs) They decide to cut a perfect fucking square into the road. That dips down <laughs> about a foot, foot and a half. Don't bother to put a cone in there. Why? I don't give a fuck. That you, I don't give a shit that you have to like maneuver around maneuver it. Maneuver around it or possibly bust your tire and then you. <laughs> and on a bad day, it begins to rain. So the rain fills up that perfect square. Now you're not seeing it. You're driving. Boom. Yeah. Fucked up tire. Fucked up rims. (laughs) You try to get that money from the city. Forget it. Your 
grandchildren or graduate high school <laughs> and you're still fighting that, yep. that lawsuit for right this is life in New York City this is life mm-hmm. right now you were having a good you day. were having a good day <laughs> Oh God, I gotta go through the Triborough. I gotta go through the Holland. I gotta go through all these points of entries that you gotta go through bridges or whatever. Oh shit, the bridge now went up three dollars. Damn. Right? Because of the other things in New York. Right. Your bank account, you know, has gone negative 10 bucks right mm-hmm. <laughs> go through the toll now all the tolls are picture and right easy pass right easy pass cannot collect their money because your bank account mm-hmm. negative your easy pass when you know depleted down right try burrows like 15 okay yeah yeah so 15. now it went up i think to 16 or 17 bucks possibly right. close to 20 around that area so 20 dollar toll so they're like insufficient funds late fee mm-hmm. right <laughs> guess how much the late fee is $100 $100 $100 because insufficient funds cause you don't got money here here's more money yeah, you can't afford here's more money you can't afford <laughs> Five, you were having a good day. <laughs> you know, that's what they would teach me to do in wrestling. When the guy is down, you you push him even further, demoralize him. Yes. <laughs> God forbid you go over two bridges or this is happening during let's say it happens on a Monday. Right. You don't get paid until two weeks later. Right. You're done. You go through that toll five days, <laughs> you're looking at the toll, <laughs> right? The $16, and on top of that, the $100, <laughs> you are insufficient, right? Now, your bill is coming in. You owe $600, mm. right? You gotta deal with the red light camera. You gotta deal with the cops hitting on the curb. You gotta deal with the speeding, you know. You gotta deal with the busted tire. Now you're dealing with the easy pass, mm-hmm. right? Things begin to accumulate. Easy pass says, oh, you've, you've had X amount of time without paying the due fee that you owe us. All those late fees, your license is about to get suspended. How? You know, like, oh, call Easy Pass. Call Easy Pass. They send you the New York Bridge and Tunnel. That's not us. That's Jersey. You call Jersey. That's not us. That's New York. Everybody's yanking your chain and you're left twisting in the wind until you get a letter you were having a good day your license is about to get revoked oh god then 
six. Get another little package in the mail. Your insurance payment is due. Oh, man. don't let it lapse. Oh, forget it. Oh, you man. let it lapse. You're done. Now you got to pay over two thousand dollars above premium. Oh my god! So, to make a long story short, mm -hmm. living in New York is a nightmare. <laughs> oh man I just want to say hi to my old friend Yanis who's watching um, I I hope you were able to see the whole bells and whistles uh, if you're tuning in through my through the feed and on Facebook right they could see everything and all the yes, bells and on whistles Facebook, yeah. but if you're tuning in through my um, Ernesto Morado they have to go to where Ernesto Morado right Yes, Anessa Murata on Facebook. You can uh, or thepyramid.com. You go to thepyramid.com, you can see us live and you can see what we were laughing about. It's an epic rant that I had. <laughs> you were having a good day. And I called it you were having a good day. And this is the type of the type of stuff that New York is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute nightmare to live in, which is why I'm not there no more. I mean, for the people that are living there now, these people are troopers. They are hard. Yes. They're, they These guys are like. Well, I don't know. There's a combination between troopers and complete sheeple. Well, <laughs> a lot of them are sheeple, but a lot of them are soldiers that mm. are like, you know, mustering on. Right. You know, amongst all these fees and it's a nightmare living in new york and i know this now because i'm not there no more and i'm living somewhere <sighs> thank else god. thank god like i'm breathing again yeah i'm breathing <laughs> but you know what what i want to do that particular video mm -hmm. that rant we gotta we gotta put it up post it if you're listening now, go to thepyramid.com. You can check it out. It's under podcast videos. The title is, You Were Having a Good Day. That the is, Nightmare of Living in New York. That is The Pyramid. Just like you see it on the on the top there, thepyramid.com. And this is The Pyramid and, Podcast. And I'm Ernesto Morado. <laughs> and I'm Pablo Morado. And this is the end of our break. Welcome to the most banned podcast on the internet. It's your hosts, Ernesto and Pablo Morado. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. So, just to finish <clears throat> off on my rant, uh -huh. <laughs> all the things a citizen of New York has to go through mm -hmm. on a daily basis, right? right? But yet, we don't do shit about it. No, we bitch and complain about it, but we don't protest. We don't, you know, show it through our vote. We just let everything just let fuck us, you know, like, you know, screw us. You want the toes to be high. You want the, you know, the, the, the summonses to be high, the rent being high. 
the insurance. Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. We don't do nothing about it, right? Right. But God forbid you mess with a Bud Light. <laughs> right. <laughs> what was the name of this transgender? That uh, Dylan Mulvaney. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney uh, is hired as an influencer for Bud Light. Fucking people went on a rampage, and it cost Bud Light how much? Uh, five, almost five billion. Five billion because <laughs> they didn't like this dude representing their Bud Light. Right. I guess that's what motivates people. Right. Yeah, you can have speed cameras. You can have red light cameras. Unjustly uh, take away your license. Blah blah blah, and it's fine. But don't mess with their with their with their beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, there was a report that I saw. The states uh, with the most affordability. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> who do you think was the top state? As a as uh, the most affordable, huh? The most affordable state to live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you picked it right, right out of completely. Really? Yep. So you get a. Uh, uh, hold on. Where is it? Here we go. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. You know it. why? Because a couple of years ago, I, uh, you know, I listened to a lot of legacy radio, mm-hmm. and they kept saying that the state of Ohio, mm-hmm. you know, is one of the most affordable places you can live. Mm. But this was this was a report of like, geez, like two, three years ago. And it's still evident today. Yeah, it looks like. So that means homes are more available. Yeah. You know, uh, rent is low. You're right. So and cost of living is low. There was a, a list that I saw, but I believe <clears throat> uh, New York and New Jersey, are, I think is here. Let's see. Cost of living. Uh, let's see. Uh, So the previous report said Ohio But looking at this The annual cost of living So the cost of living in Mississippi Seems to be the cheapest state to live in Um, So the cost of living in Mississippi They have it indexed at 85 I don't know what that index means But uh, oh you can't see this Let me uh, make this a little bigger for you So where is Ohio now? So on the cost of living charts, number twelve, it seems like. Oh, so it fell. It looks like yeah, it fell. See, I told you, I would. I this is a, this is as of twenty twenty two, and then if we start scrolling down here, look at this. Scroll, scroll, scroll. New Jersey, number thirty eight. Okay, and where's New York? Down at forty forty nine. <clears throat> forty eight is New York. Forty nine is California. 50 Massachusetts. Wow. 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 I was not expecting that one. The cost of living is higher in Massachusetts than New York? Is that what they're claiming? Uh, Let's see what it says on the bottom. All of the participating 
Missouri cities had a complete index below the national average of 2022. The city with the lowest cost of living for 2022 was Joplin. With an index of 82.0, the city was the highest cost of living was Columbia with an index of 95. Uh, well, just, just, I don't know. <laughs> How can, well, unless, unless you like, Going with the eastern part of Massachusetts being, you know, because Boston is expansive. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's where. If, yeah. they're, if they're encompassing Boston, Boston maybe is expansive. Maybe Boston. I don't know if it's more expensive than New York, though. And more expensive than, than Cali- L.A. Than California. I Go mean- back up. Let me see what's going on here with this report. <laughs> it says here, annual cost of living. It says here, <clears throat> Missouri had the sixth lowest cost of living in the United States for 2022. In general, the most expensive areas to live were Hawaii, Alaska, the Northeast, and the West Coast. Uh, the least expensive areas were the Midwest and the Southern states. MERIC derives the cost of living index for each state by averaging the in- indice. How do you say- pronounce that? Where are you at? Right here. Uh, indices uh, I guess Yeah I'm not sure Indices of uh, participating cities and metropolitan areas in that state Missouri's cost of living index for 2022 was 89.1 Cities across the nation participate in the Council for Community and Economic Research Survey on a volunteer basis Price information in the survey is governed by C2ER collection guidelines which strive for uniformity. Now scroll down. Let me see the map. <clears throat> so the places that are in blue uh, the, or gray, whatever uh, that color this is. This is like a green or right? teal, right? There's no blue on this map. You saw blue? Well, it looks like, like a light gray or teal. Or yeah, yeah. It's like a, yeah. So it's like, I will call it a like a green uh you see green there i see green okay yeah or teal teal is a all right uh so tinge i guess yeah so the green is the cheapest the cheapest and then the beige looking is uh the second cheapest the pinkish the thing this this here this area here okay and then the red is the most expensive with orange being the second most expensive. Okay, so if you so New Jersey if was you, a, was an orange. If you blow <laughs> up that that northeast corridor right there, let's see what we get. Mm, I can't get it any further. Any uh, so Connecticut is there. Yeah, all this this whole Conne- northeast is all red. The whole tri-state, with the exception of Jersey, which is orange, right, is all red. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Can you get me another report, <laughs> just just to so we could uh, compare? All right. Let's see. Uh, this is thrill list: the most and and least affordable states to move in by twenty twenty three. This one proposes that uh, West Virginia is the best. <clears throat> Mississippi at number two, mm-hmm. and Ar- Arkansas at number three. Yeah, Arkansas number three. 
uh, Oklahoma, Kentucky, then Indiana, Alabama, Ohio, Iowa, then Kansas. And the most expensive states are Hawaii, District of Columbia, California, Massachusetts, Colorado, Washington, New Jersey, Oregon, Maryland, and New York. So New York is at number 10. They're saying that the average house price in New York is three twenty-five. I don't what? think. Dude, <laughs> yeah, come right. On, come let's, on. Let's look at Zillow real quick. Just real quick. Let's look at uh, what Queens, New York. The average price. I would have been there. <laughs> right. Let's you think Queens. I wanted to leave New York? I didn't want to leave New York. Queens, this shit is New running York. through my veins. Let's see. Uh, for sale. Just average home here. A million. Uh, this is a condo, three ninety nine. Let's see price or home type. Let's p- type in home type here. Uh, let's just see what houses are going for. If we can get this thing to work, oh, it's loading up. Hold on. <clears throat> All right, here we go. All right, so here we go. Let's uh, deselect all and just just select houses, apply. Here we go. Let's see what we get here. So aside from this shack in College Point. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's shack. That's accurate. (laughs) That shack. It looks like my shed right now right it's $139,000 so a uh, uh, decent house is a million dollars 999 uh they say this one is 270,000 what where is that at in jamaica south street ozone port to uh 270 uh howard beach 299 299 in howard beach i don't believe that well, well, maybe some, some maybe that's what it's being listed as, but that's probably not the sold price. Let's, well, uh, something's let, going on because let's, let's 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 check this out. Let's uh, let's do sold. All right, let's apply that. Let's see what was sold. Okay, okay. So here, six fifty nine eighty three, one point four three seven ninety nine ninety nine. Look for anything below five hundred. One point zero five. 990 nothing is uh 590 look at this uh, 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 uh we got something on 485, 485. what is that let's Sold see in what jamaica is it uh let's see the the house uh no it's off the listing so uh, okay 485 yeah, go back let's see looks like zillow's uh having a little issue 563, 540, 665. So, yeah, I don't see any home that's three something. No way. That was sold for three something. No way. No, no way. way. Look F- at that two point. Oh, my goodness. Look, this looks like this looks familiar here. Oh, this is College Point here. Huh. 627. Yeah. That 2.3 million. How much, where is that at? In Myrtle Ave, Flushing. That's that's Brooklyn. I mean, that's on the Brooklyn border, right? Yeah, this is uh Diablo, two million dollars? Yeah. Oh Lord have mercy. 
looks like this is an apartment building. Is oh, it a- must be in a luxury apartment building then. Yeah, I guess so. It says three-bedroom apartment located in Ridgewood. Yeah. So it's a condo. Yeah. Sold for $2.3 million. Yo, you got to be fucking crazy. Three bedrooms and one bath? You got to be crazy. In Ridgewood? You're going to plunk down $2.5 million in Ridgewood? No, it says Flushing. Flushing, New York. Well, Ridge located, it says Ridgewood. Yeah, so Ridgewood. Yeah, if, it, if it's by... um. <sighs> Myrtle Avenue. I mean, jeez. I know the area. That is that is abysmal. Two point three million. Oh man, they they saw this guy coming. So this report here of wherever they got this three three twenty five, maybe New York State, the upper New York State. Oh well, yeah. If you go upstate, <laughs> yeah, upstate, that's you, a different story. That's the, you go to Binghamton, right? Yeah, you know, don't go to Austin. <sighs> I think it's expensive too where Joanna lives. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, she's not listening to the cast, so she. <laughs> well, yes, where Joanna lives. Yeah, yes. It's, it's, uh. Upstate, yes. But not in the major, like, um. Where is that? The, where the Headless Horseman is? Uh, um. Boy, uh, here we go. Get some brain boost. <laughs> here we go. Uh, City of the Headless Horseman. I always forget that town, and it's a nice town too. Uh, Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. I, I cannot forget that. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow's nice. Yeah, I, I like Sleepy Hollow, but. Maybe you can get something in the 400s in Sleepy Hollow. Maybe. 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 Yeah. But, uh, again, we went down this rabbit hole because of my rant of New York City. Right. Um, <laughs> I haven't parallel parked in two years. My Easy Pass. Guess my Easy Pass bill. How much is your Easy Pass bill? And I drive about about 200 miles a day. What, 100 bucks? Six dollars wow six dollars for a month that's amazing for a month for a month that's great <laughs> and i haven't parallel parked uh no speed cameras knock on wood Thank no God. red light cameras knock on wood uh, yeah the quality of life in this part of town is a lot better than in new york i mean it ain't rodeo drive you know what I'm saying? No, but you know what? If we were on Rodeo Drive, it would be expensive. We couldn't even afford to live there. Yeah, I'd be on the corner with a little tin cup. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, uh, you heard the, the, the bell, so that means uh, it's time for our, our next uh, plug. This uh, segment is brought to you by Optimal, part of the Paramin Supplements. Optimal are multivitamins. Multivitamins are by far the most popular type of supplement that people take on a daily basis. 
gummy vitamins making uh, make getting complete nutrition even easier because they are tasty and convenient to take. The natural strawberry flavored gummies contain a complete range of nutrients that supplement the modern diet and boost health. And here they are in studio, our optimal vitamins. Okay, so folks, <laughs> this is our these are our vitamin brand, the Paramin. That's right. Uh, supplements. These I take them every day. I feel great. Um, these uh, vitamins are mushroom infused. And remember what Joe Rogan? Well, not these ones. These are just multivitamins. Oh, these are not no 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 mushrooms. no mushrooms in the multivitamin. They're only in the the brain boost is the mushroom. And that's the only one that's uh, mushroom. Well, the the rest of them are individual mushroom supplements. Like the Flow is Cordyceps mushrooms, Leo is Lion's Mane's mushroom, and Thrive is Shaga mushroom. Uh, give me one that's mushroom infused. All right, try. Have you tried your our Leo? I take them every day, kid. All right. This is so. This Leo is mushroom infused. That's right. Well, that is uh, Lion's Mane extract. Oh, okay, so this is an extract. Of mushrooms. Of, yeah, lion's mane. Of lion's mane extract. Right. And the benefits? Uh, I'll bring it up for you. There's a lot of benefits here, but uh, just so to be accurate, let me just bring it up for you. All right. Let's see the benefits of Leo. (laughs) Uh, You know, I could pull it off the top of my head, but I'd rather be accurate. Uh, So let's just give me one second here as it's loading up. Because a lot of people don't know the benefits that mushrooms are to the human being. Right. So lion's mane mushroom, originally native to Brazil, where it it is referred to as the mushroom of the gods. Lion's mane mushroom is a mushroom that grows on trees with long strand-like features that look similar to a mane. As mushrooms have been used medically throughout history, recent studies on lion's mane have shown it to be neuroprotective and have beneficial properties on the nervous system. The polysaccharides found in the cell walls of the lion's mane are the bioactive compounds responsible for the, for the health benefits it imparts. These compounds help increase cognition, providing mental focus and clarity, as well as helping to manage stress and mood. This balance helps the brain regulate function properly and more efficiently, along with helping to increase cognition, the polysaccharides in the lion's mane also help stimulate expression of nerve growth factor, which supports the regrowth of neurons and the overall health of the nervous system. Now, I saw a report on uh, on the Joe Rogan show, mm-hmm. and he had a guest that believes part of our evolution from ape to hominid has to deal a lot with mushrooms yeah because it it makes the brain fire um more sharply i guess and it grows synopsis in the in like a base jump around the the little habitual loop that i'm in but i think this speaks to increasing intelligence and uh, we all will suffer from some form of dementia 
and neuropathy occurs. Um, there is a really wonderful... So this is uh, Paul Stamets, the mushroom expert mm. on Joe Rogan. Safe and legal mushroom to use that leads to neurogenesis, and that's called lion's mane. And lion's oh, well, mane there is you a, go. That's what we sell here, lion's mane. Well, there you go. The proof is in the pudding. Paul He's- Stamets, the the expert on mushrooms. And, what, and this particular... Uh, footage that you're seeing here he's wearing a mushroom hat that's how much he loves mushrooms that's a mushroom hat that's a mushroom hat i'll be damned so one more time for you folks um there is a really wonderful safe and legal mushroom to use that leads to neurogenesis and that's called lion's mane and lion's mane is a cascading white icicle edible and choice mushroom they sell in the stores the Latin, what stores well, grocery stores really? all over Thepyramid.com. Yeah. Lion's Mane, they're called, um, they have various brand names. One that I love is called Pom Pom Blanc. It looks like Pom Pom. The one we is. love is called. And Lion's Mane contains unique <laughs> right here. compounds. Wow, uh, beautiful. Called uh, aranacines and hericinones. And, uh, and these regenerate myelin on the axons. The, the picture of uh, Lion's Mane mushroom is literally on the bottle. If you If you see it right there. It looks exactly what you're seeing there. This little white cascading thing is the mushroom itself. It's quite striking, by the way. (laughs) But at any rate, we have a full line of supplements on our site, theparamid.com. That's right. Not only do we have supplements, we have my favorite. Because I take vitamins or whatever, but, you know, it's better my health in... Uh, I'm not much of a pill taker. That's why I like the gummies. Mm-hmm. But this, this <laughs> right here is yes. what I love. God damn, Jimmy. This some serious gourmet shit. Got that right. <laughs> this is Fungi Coffee from the Fungi Coffee Company, which is our brand. That's and right. it's coffee infused with mushrooms. Now, explain to them what mushrooms are infused in this coffee. It's lion's mane, which is both lion's mane and shaga mushrooms. And shaga. So, if you never had mushroom-infused coffee, you're in for a treat. Right. Because the flavor is phenomenal. Right. And not only do you get the bang of the caffeine, but you also get the added benefit of... The Shaga and the Lion's Mane Mushrooms. And again, this, we sell it on our website. We have swag as well. We mm-hmm. got t-shirts. We got hats. Um, pretty soon, we're going to have uh, a lot of more items on our website. But what this does, the purchasing of these uh, particular items, like our supplements, our coffee, our swag gear, helps us stay on the air. So just go to the p a r a m i d dot com. Type that into your search bar, and there you go. You got. And every time you do a purchase from the pyramid, it elevates you from bobolongo status to verdugo. To a verdugo, <laughs> and the more you purchase. You might get a whole celebration 
That's right. Give them some trumpets so they can get a little taste. <laughs> oh, ah, here we go. <laughs> Verdugo. Yeah. So you can contribute to the show by purchasing coffee, by purchasing vitamins, by purchasing gear. Mm-hmm. Or you can just straight out donate. Or donate. Right. Or you can just be a paid subscriber to our Substack. Our Substack. Dollar a month. And let me tell you, if you guys Especially you, Felix. You're like Bubba Longoing around here <laughs> watching my show. Janice, too. Janice, my old-time friend. Mm. Um, she, I believe she works for Leon Jimenez, the company. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. I, I would love to do my brand mm. of, of Stogies <laughs> using Leon, the Leon Jimenez house. But, uh, yes, you will... You can help us by purchasing the these items on our website. Keeps us on the air. And just join our Substack. And it's free. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'll get emails on our on our um, newsletters. And uh, every podcast we do gets automatically sent to your email through Substack. And it's free. I mean, not many things are free nowadays, right? Right. So, and you always will be abreast of our of our show. So, we finished the plugs. Again, Paramin. Right. <laughs> Fungi Coffee. Swag Gear. And our website is like an online magazine. You know, it's a lot of fun little things, little knickknacks here and articles. We have a little um, online library. And we have a uh, what's the video that we we are always uh, talking about, uh, which is uh, the changing world order. The changing world order. If you haven't seen it, you have to see it. Just type in theparamid.com and you go over to documentaries. Free, absolutely free. That's right. And uh, we pretty can we add that little video that we put in last week. Uh, which uh, the yes, yes, animation. Uh, mm-hmm, yes, we'll we'll be adding that. Uh, Great little animated uh, movie that can show where this future might lead us to. Right, and this is not just in America. This is worldwide. Right, you know because the powers that be want it that way. Yeah, so that's the that's the crazy thing is, you know. Uh, but if you want to see what that uh, video is all about, just go over to theparamid.com. Now, what else you have for us, Pablo? Because I have something interesting. I believe I put it in the Trello. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to cover. What, what, what were you looking to, to discuss today? The anomaly that happened over Kiev. Mm. So what's the anomaly that happened over Kiev? Let's You're not look. aware? No, I'm not I'm not aware. Uh a big mushroom cloud explosion happened over Kiev. Hmm. Ukraine. They thought it was a nuclear bomb. There was really? a, yeah. And it was <laughs> this was crazy. Like it was ten PM, right? Mm-hmm. And it looked 
like the sun was out. Wow. Okay, so it, let's. Uh, there's video of it. Hey, pull see. it up. Uh, you said you put in the Trello. I believe I did. Let's see. Uh, I believe I did put it in the Trello. Let's see. I don't see here. Is it in the imports? Uh, I'll tell you. Let me see. Let me see. Can you just type in Kiev? I'm. No, I might have put it in the. In the prep? Yeah, might be. Okay, so let me see here. <clears throat> uh, let's see. As I look for this, current events. Do-do-do. We're in the second segment of the podcast here. And as I'm looking up this story... Uh, let's see, Kiev. Now you're saying there was a mushroom cloud. Yes. And first they said hmm. that not they seeing were... it in the Trello here, but let me look it up on YouTube. It's not. I didn't put it up in the Trello. It's got to be here. While you look for it, on look it up on YouTube. Uh, let's see here. Uh, as this video loads up. That's wild. I don't know if that's uh, if that's it. I mean, the, the no, no, music no, no. is not correlating with what I'm looking right, at here, but it does look like a massive mushroom cloud. Okay, that 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 was during the daytime. That is not it. Okay. Um, go to YouTube. Uh huh. Because first they said it might have been the satellite. Okay. Because um, there was a satellite that was going to come crashing, burning down to the earth. That. I guess it was not working anymore, but they said it was that the satellite was still up. Okay, I think I have. Oh, then they said it was a meteor. Mm. That was not it. Then they said it. You know, people started saying it was UFO. So something happened over Kiev in the Ukraine. Okay, let's see. And I'm surprised that I, I actually didn't put it in the Trello. Uh, let's see. Mushroom. If it's not on YouTube. It's uh, on YouTube. Oh, they might have. Oh, okay. Here we go. Five days ago. Okay, this is Sky News. Uh-huh. Let's see. Now we're getting. The bright flash of the night sky in Kiev was initially thought to be a satellite burning up in the atmosphere. Look at that. Look at that. Huh. And I was, I was listening to the report from Clive, 
from Clyde Lewis. A statement from NASA later said it was not one of theirs, so the source of the light remains a mystery. Huh. And people in Kiev were scared. I could imagine. Because you see that flash of light you saw? Yeah. It was followed by a mushroom cloud, which they don't show on this video. Huh. And Clyde Lewis um, said that he has seen the video on Twitter. It was like mm. blazing through Twitter. And then from one moment to the next, the the actual um, person who posted it, mm -hmm. their account was deleted. Interesting. You might find it on Twitter, though. Let's see. I'm looking it up now. Nuclear. Let's see. Uh, videos. No, nothing there. Let me see. Uh, uh. Yes. All you gotta do is put in. Uh. Bomb, bomb in Kiev. That's what yeah, I'm putting. Yeah, bomb in Kiev. Let's see. Mm. Or. Red. I don't know. Explosion in in Kiev. Anomaly in the sky. Oh. Uh, Russia drops bombs in Kiev at the NATO chief. Let's see. This says Putin renew, renews drone assault on Ukraine's capital after 25 days. It says Kiev comes under massive Iranian Shahed drone strike. Drone attack after NATO chief's surprise visit to Kiev. None of that's it. Hmm. Well, look at this. Uh, right here. I have it right here. What is uh, that? Oh, that, that must have been a drone. Ukraine mysterious bright light across Kiev night sky. Because it happened at 10 p.m. Oh, okay. So where was... Uh, and I see um, security cameras capture a bright flash. In sky over Kiev five days ago. Where is that? On YouTube. Okay. So let's see. What is the title? Security cameras. Okay, hold on. <clears throat> Security cameras. Capture. Capture. Bright flash. Uh huh. In sky over Kiev. Sky over Kiev. Let's see. Guardian News. Yep, that's it. Flash. And huh. this was from a security camera. But I don't see uh, the mushroom cloud here. No. Oh, oh. Oh, let me see. Go back. Hmm. See, that's what Clyde Lewis was saying. That the video that was sent to him through Twitter mm -hmm. had a mushroom cloud. Hmm. And they deleted hmm. all of them from Twitter. 
So now they're saying explained what blew up in the skies over Kiev last night. Let's see what they are going to say. And I'm looking at this picture here, and this is from what publication is this? The Kiev Post. Mm. It looks like a sun, actually, at 10 p.m. Mm. Uh, That is the million-dollar question. Although it's now believed to have most likely been a meteorite, the immediate suspect was, of course... Russia. Mm-hmm. For more than a year, Kiev has regularly been tar- been the target of Russian missile attacks and air raid sirens that sounded shortly after the flash appeared to confirm this. So that's just what scared the living daylights out of everybody because the air raid alarm went off. Mm. Meteorite? What are the coincidences of meteorite? In a war zone? In I a don't war know. zone. Yeah. Then they... <laughs> First, they said it was a satellite. Mm-hmm. Kiev came out and said, oh, this is a satellite that the United... And NASA said, no, that's mm. not ours. Right. So, yeah, whatever that was, it's an anomaly. I just hope that it was a meteorite, not a mini nuke. I hope not. Um, well, speaking of mini nukes, um, something like a mini nuke that that happened over the over the week um, that passed was Tucker Carlson got fired <laughs> from Fox News. Well, we all knew this was coming. Well, it's funny because you know a lot of speculation is uh, uh, swimming around. Like, oh, it's it's obvious that he was getting. Um, Gonna get fired because he was purporting misinformation. At least that's what everybody's celebrating the his uh, his uh, expulsion from Fox because um, supposedly he was um, celebrating misinformation and and and, and purporting misinformation out there, and the the news uh, organizations really hated him for that, right? But I think what really got him in hot soup was the fact that he he did a report where the thing that happened on the insurrection on January the 6th mm-hmm. wasn't well yeah wasn't i think that accurate i think that was one of the things that they really hated was that he was saying uh January 6th isn't what the he, whole the uh, media was right. uh, claiming it out to be um and then I, I, I told you uh, before the cast this morning about uh, his appearance on um, the Full Send uh, podcast, which he mentioned something pretty interesting. I'll play this for the, for the audience. It's a quick clip. Let me just uh, pull it up here. Um, a lot of people know that this is going on. You know, if you're going to fire Tucker Carson over this, it's like, Everybody knows knows about the media bias, and and there's people that know about it, and they they you know they act like if they don't know, and they these are like people knee deep in the matrix, right? But l- listen to what he has to say here, and uh, make your opinion after that. If the media, my dad was in the media, 
Like that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like I actually did that. When you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28, but I just didn't see it at all. Isn't that what the media tries to do though? It's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, they are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants and we should treat them with maximum contempt. I've spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Yeah, that so is- that's what he so says what he there. is saying is the media is not there to inform you or give you accurate news. They are there for one purpose and one purpose alone. It's to inform what that small group of people that rule the world. Right. And I have another video that corroborates what he has to say here. Now, I'm going to let you watch this first and tell me your your thoughts on this uh, video here. Okay. This is a mashup here. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is, is to, to serve, serve our, our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about someone trying to be responsible, one-sided news stories, plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media you saw those news stations saying the exact same thing and listen to what they're saying it's extremely dangerous to our democracy this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Which is is categorically false. A democracy is the ability to have uh, ideas come together and we and vote. different points of view. Right. So having an, an opposing view is democracy. We were founded on that. Right. Having an opposing view is the point of democracy. It's not a going against democracy. It's what democracy is. <laughs> right. Right. But listen to what they got to say here. Democracy. But again, this is extreme. We're not dangerous. a democracy. We're a first republic. Right. <laughs> you know, and people get it confused. But that the media is biased absolutely well listen listen to our democracy this is extremely dangerous 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 to our democracy. <laughs> so, you know what's funny about that? And this is not the only time. 
No, actually, I have uh, this. Stolen. Stolen. He's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. You know, pretending to be president. Why do you think the president is going to such great lengths to essentially prove that he beat you? Because he didn't. One third of Clinton supporters say Trump election is not legitimate. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. You are absolutely right. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. The 2016 election was stolen. Got a nicer way to say that? Say Russia hacked the election. Russia hacked our election. Russia hacked our election. A little louder, please. Russia hacked our election. That was a 9-11 scale event. This was a kind of cyber 9-11. A cyber 9-11. Yes. Russia hacked our election. Russia, you know, of course, hacked our election here. Half of Clinton's voters believe the conspiracy theory that Russia hacked election day votes. We know that they were into voting roles. Actual interference with the elections themselves. We know it happened. Despite no credible evidence, 67% of Democrats believe Russia tampered with vote tallies. Hacking the U.S. election. Hacking the U.S. election. Russia hacked our election. The Russians hacked our election. Russia hacked our <laughs> So you hear how many people are saying the same thing over it, it and happens, over. It happens a lot. And you, you every hear time how much in the news, they it, were saying that oh, that Trump hacked the election, that this was a uh, you know stolen election, stolen election. And they then use yet, key words, you know. They, I remember a time where Chappaquiddick was a key word. It's like the powers that be, right? Oh, well, after twenty twenty, I noticed a key word that everybody's been using. Which was uh, uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. What is yeah, that? <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> that never. I never heard that before twenty twenty. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So like, uh, this you know, that's how they cover themselves, right? You know, <laughs> but uh, they use keywords, mm-hmm. and you. I wish I had a list because now I have this, you know, this book mm-hmm. right here. Every time I hear a keyword, I'm gonna write it down. Because one person says it, then you continuously hear that term, and then it it, it goes viral. Right, and everybody just hops on board. And check out the reason why the the news stations are claiming that he got fired, uh, Mr. Tucker Carlson. Shares of Fox, and let's get back to Julia Borston with the news on that, Julia. Fox News Media announcing that it and Tucker Carlson, one of its marquee hosts, are parting ways. They announced that Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 21st, and Fox News Tonight will air live at 8 p.m. starting this evening as an interim show with rotating uh, Fox personalities until a new host is named. We see that stock down because he's been such an essential part of the uh, of that network. Look at he that started plumbing. at Fox News Channel. <laughs> wow. Look at that. There there you go. That's what happens when they well, fired him and it went down 32 And it points. says here in the lower third, Tucker Carlson out at Fox in the wake of Dominion Settlement. So that something about this Dominion Settlement and Tucker Carlson are connected, apparently. This is what they, the, news, uh, article, the news sources are I saying. I mean, it's, what was it, seven Billion dollar settlement. Uh, let's see. Dominion lawsuit. 
it's incredible to me how much money these news outlets have because it was a seven billion dollar dollar settlement mm-hmm. and they claim no, 787 million oh it was 787 million yeah almost a billion almost a billion okay so i heard wrong well at least i remembered wrong so here this is a sky news report when rupert murdoch's lawyer arrived at court it was with a poker face no hint from veteran attorney Dan Webb that Pause behind it. the scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay. $787 million, mm-hmm. right? And they claim that this is just for Fox? Mm-hmm. Just a drop in a bucket. like. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> that's what they say. It's just a drop in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Like... They came off winning. Fox came off winning off these because they didn't have to admit something that they lied. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly, allegedly. Well, you know what it, uh, I'm hearing is that what the, these cases, what they were afraid of is something called discovery. And they can just ask. Basically, discovery is like in a case you can ask for basically anything from a company um to co- to you know cooperate your investigation and uh and they digging ha- into your past digging into your past and they and have to give Im- that to you and can you imagine and, and perhaps they've settled because they don't want what tucker carlson alluded to which is that media is controlled by an unhe- unseen hand none of it is real none of it is about true news the true news they're, we're the ones telling, saying that, and we're getting banned. You know, we're the ones saying all the real stuff that's going on, and look how quickly we get banned. We're a rinky dink podcast. We just started. We got five thousand uh, three hundred eighty six followers. Nothing, nothing too and, shabby. And how we're many not, episodes we have? We have uh, forty five episodes. Forty five episodes. Now, this is the fascinating thing. Our our second year uh, uh, doing this. There's a fascinating thing about getting banned, right? Mm -hmm. You see all kinds of atrocities on YouTube. Oh, my God. Speaking of atrocities, I looked up what it is of the transgender surgery. My God, that was horrific. Folks, don't ever get tempted to watch these surgeries. No. This will give you PTSD. <laughs> yeah. I but mean, there's no warning. None of it. On these videos, right? None. No warnings whatsoever. But, but we get warnings. We get warnings. Well, we just saw a video. What was the video that had the warning this morning? Uh, or yesterday that we saw it? No, it was a Vice. Uh, it was a Vice uh, report. Uh, no, no, it was a it was a, a a podcast with this guy. Uh, I think it was Coffee Brew or something like that. He was talking about a missing person, and they gave like a suicide uh, warning label. Right? Oh, when that suicide was a, wasn't even part of the thing. No, the the it was about the the, the missing, mystery. Yeah, of a missing person of, of the appearing person. Right, because he was he was never. There's no record of. There's him. no record of him. Right, right. So they have a warning. Because this guy was on his way, supposedly, allegedly, because they don't know this. They don't know this. On offing himself off through suicide. Mm -hmm. And 
How, that's one theory, but in, theory, but in reality, he died of a heart attack. Right. So he was like, I guess he wanted to uh, commit suicide by drowning in uh, <coughs> in 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 Ireland mm -hmm. off you know the shores of, of wherever he was at you know the in, in the sea. Right. And when he's on, I guess he was contemplating doing it. He has a heart attack mm -hmm. and dies. That has a warning. But if you go and, and type in transgender surgery and you see what they do. Oh, my God. The surgeries are just horrific. I can't you watched this once and you're changed. <laughs> Completely. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. So warning, do not watch this video. <laughs> yeah, do not look at it. Felix, do not watch that video. <laughs> All right, you Bobo Longo. All right, so you heard the sound, so that means it's time for our next break. Check this video out real quick. Can you see it okay? I don't see nothing. On, let me, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, I, I really want you to check this video out because you, the prankster, the the double-headed coin, you, you're going to like this. All right. I'm on. Okay. Hold on. Uh. <laughs> Play that again. <laughs> so for the for the people that are just listening Give this the theater of the mind. Okay. <laughs> theater of the mind. All right. For people that are not watching what I'm seeing over here. Uh -huh. Evidently, this is a pickup, right? It yeah, like pickup a pickup truck or, or some kind of van. Yeah, these two guys look like they're they're part of workers. Yeah, or they're, they're workers. They're co-workers. And the guy on the passenger side happens to fall asleep. So the prankster, who is the driver, pulls out a hot dog. <laughs> it looks and, like a bratwurst. Yeah, he pulls like a out thick a hot, hot dog. He pulls out a hot dog like and a why Bahama this, Mama or something. Yeah, <laughs> or a sausage or some kind. <laughs> right. And while this guy is like knocked out sleeping, he has his mouth like slightly open. So he inserts the hot dog in the guy's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and when the guy wakes up, he he gets rid of the hot dog and starts adjusting his pants. And the guy gets extremely angry. I got another one for you. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, let's see here. <sighs> Sorry, it's loading up here. One second. So this... Um, is I believe a good reason why uh, Ernesto is a will never be a good barber because I think you would pull pranks like this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Check this out. Hey, shut the fuck up, man. Lad. 
Only you alone can quench this Shut up, man. <laughs> what is he putting like barbecue sauce? Yeah. Why so cold, Kurt? Jamaican, Jamaican facial, Jamaican facial. Don't worry, man. You're good, man. You're good. Kurt, what the fuck is that, Kurt? Jerk sauce. What? What do you mean, jerk sauce? Jerk sauce, like jerk chicken. Yo, Kurt, sauce. what the fuck? Is- Yo, come on, my nigga, you playing too fucking much, my nigga. Let me get out of jump. Let me get out of jump, Kurt. Play one more time, man. Play one more time. This guy's having. What did he put over his eyes? <laughs> it looks like two pieces of chicken or tostones. Tostones, right? <laughs> He's like, shut up. Yeah, look like tostones. Or plantains for the <laughs> throw some and he jerk some, seasoning, some jerk seasoning on his cheeks. Why is it so cold, my nigga? Or am I Why is it so cold, Kurt? Jamaican, Jamaican facial, Jamaican facial. Don't worry, man. You're good, man. You're good. Kurt, what the fuck is that, Kurt? Jerk sauce. What? What you mean, jerk sauce? Jerk sauce, like jerk chicken. Yo, Kurt, what the fuck? Is- Yo, come on, my nigga. You play too fucking much, my nigga. You want to get out of jail? Get out of jail, Kurt. Oh, I'd be angry. I'd be angry. Yo, I'd be living. <laughs> and then, uh, for those that are looking to fight, there's another solution. You can go on uh, Instagram and you can uh, uh, watch this. <laughs> you want to talk some shit? Call me. Start some shit, bitch. Sup, <laughs> fool? You going to talk shit about me, homie? Where you from? Hundreds of niggas is waiting for your motherfucking call and they all talking shit about you right now. <laughs> You want to sell that shit? Call these motherfuckers ASAP. Yeah, I said some shit. What? Man, fuck you and your bone spurs. The hardest (laughs) niggas standing by, ready to pick up that phone. Buff niggas. Dark niggas. Asian niggas. White niggas. Suck my dick, bitch. (laughs) Fuck you. One, two, one, three. 373-4253 373-4253 Just dial nigga I'll fuck you up Deaf niggas <laughs> Classic niggas <laughs> Racist niggas <laughs> Mystery niggas Psycho niggas <laughs> Dog niggas <laughs> Jewish niggas He got some motherfucking nerds calling me out Shabbat on some little bullshit ass nigga Better calm that shit down Jewish. Come around here and show me some fucking respect Before me and my Jewish niggas come up here and beat your ass nigga Off top <laughs> Niggas is talking shit Call now 4.99 per minute Sup, <laughs> Interesting And with that it's time To get back into the next segment 
<laughs> so just to, to to keep on the thread of uh, Tucker Carlson, this is the the Fox News agrees on the seven eighty seven settlement of the defamation lawsuit here. Settlement talks were running to the wire. The world's media were poised for a five-week trial that promised so much. Testimony from the biggest star anchors at America's most powerful news network. Testimony from Murdoch himself. But inside, away from the cameras, the court sketches reflected the drama we were watching in the room. Frantic phone calls from lawyer to client, as Fox did all it could to stop this going to trial. Then, with the trial's opening statements nearly three hours late, an announcement from the judge, the parties have resolved their case. And with that, the Fox lawyers were off. What's the settlement worth, Mr Webb? No answer. Instead, a statement. We acknowledge the court's rulings, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward from these issues. Their payment to make <laughs> all this go the country away. Into, into their legal problems. Ugh. Well, that was a nice piece of change that Dominion got. Yeah. I mean, but you know, why does a law, uh, Fox you- settle when you heard all these, where's the settlement for all the people uh, on the side of against trump when he got elected into into your into office <clears throat> they should have sued that's what that's all it tells me they should have sued sued but do me a favor mm-hmm. um check out the worth of dominion what okay. is dominion worth let's see because i think that lawsuit was excessive let's see net worth of dominion Voting. Uh, it says here, <clears throat> Dominion's overall value in 2020 would have been roughly $741 million had it not been for the damage caused by Fox's defamatory actions, or roughly 10 times its 2018 value, the report found. It also found that Dominion was forced to abandon growth opportunities worth Roughly six hundred and forty-three million. That's bullshit. <laughs> so that's bullshit. So wait, could could we sue YouTube for you know stopping our growth opportunity and say you know that's you know that could have been a hundred million dollars worth of growth opportunity? I mean, well, and we probably could, but now we have to prove we got a fact check. Everything that we've we said, could, we could fact check everything. We could, that, we could probably, we could, but we then could get we, a lawyer to. to I mean, uh, if if there was a lawyer willing to go, go to bat for us, if a lawyer <laughs> was, if the lawyer was inclined to do to that, help us, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll have a shot. But we're going to go, we're going up against the juggernaut, right? They so, could, they could, they could trap us in litigation. For years, mm. years, and we'll never find. There, there, we never might. We might never find out some things that, that like, uh, <clears throat> if we try to do discovery and try to figure out like 
did they actually have the they probably will bury all this stuff and we might never yeah i mean by the time it's all over the lawyer who probably would take the case pro bono mm -hmm. in in the hopes that he might get paid dirt right at the end but even the lawyers at one point is going to have to like abandon ship yeah Compared to a team, whoever YouTube has. Oh my God, YouTube is. I a mean, juggernaut. How much is YouTube worth? Let's see. Uh, Can you give a guess? What do you think? What do you think off the top of your head? YouTube is worth. Uh, maybe five hundred billion dollars. <laughs> five hundred billion? <laughs> probably. Probably okay. So we're gonna play the prices Cause, right cause, over here. Well, well, maybe maybe five hundred billion is too is too much. Maybe I'll I'll go with. Let, let me go low. Let me go one billion. One billion. Well, I would say oh, a company like YouTube, mm -hmm. right, is worth about fifteen billion. Okay. <clears throat> let's see how much how wrong we are yeah i was uh let's see i was closer with uh the the first uh well whoa 180 billion in 2022 i said 500 whoa and it went too far low before so it says that's like, a big <clears throat> number you google acquired youtube in uh in 2006 for 1.6 billion and now it's a hundred. Whoa, that billion. was a hell of an investment. Yeah. Yo, they acquired YouTube at one point six billion. Delivering Google a hundred and ten time return. YouTube as a standalone listed company will be amongst the largest video and entertainment companies in the world. Holy smokes. So that's why I said five hundred billion. Cause, yeah, you know, I thought it was excessive. <laughs> you, but one hundred eighty billion is nothing. Well, not. you well you know, one hundred and eighty billion dollars is a lot of money, right? Right. But is in this day and age the way the dollar is declining in value? Right. It's really not that big of a number. Well, the reason I came up with that was um, how how many minutes do you think gets uploaded into YouTube uh, a, a second? Oh, my God. That's got to be a large number. Let's see. To YouTube. How many minutes? Yeah. Per what? Per, per. So it says here, how many videos are uploaded to YouTube every hour? On average, more than 150,000 new videos are uploaded to YouTube every minute. Every, okay. 150,000 every minute. I thought they were going to say 150,000 every hour. Every minute, that sounds about correct. Adding up to around 330,000 hours of video content based on an average length of 4.4 minutes. Wow. 330,000 videos a minute. That is a juggernaut. Right. <laughs> Let's just see how much does uh, Google spend on on bandwidth or YouTube, rather. How much does YouTube 
because bandwidth, uh, like one of the things that if you listen to Alex Jones, this is his problem because he does band out video, right? And like for example, our podcast, right? People can watch it fine if we have you know a hundred vid a hundred views or people tune in. Like let's say we got a hundred people tuning in, they could watch it fine. A uh, thousand people tuning in, they could watch it fine. But once you start getting closer to like twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people, everything 40, starts to bog, people, got bog a million up. people trying to watch it. It it it's hard it'll to crash. yeah, it'll crash. So let but YouTube allows for millions of views to to occur. So they have an incredible amount of bad, bandwidth. Um, let's see how much does uh, on bandwidth. Uh, let's see. Spend on bandwidth. YouTube will concern us uh, would consume a certain amount of data depending on the quality. Put it of- up so we could see it. Okay. It says YouTube will consume a certain amount of data depending on your quality of your video playback. While viewing YouTube videos in 480p at around 260 megabits per hour. Full HD videos consume 1.65 gigabits. Um, it is estimated that five gigabytes of day da- of data will be required every hour for 4K video playback on YouTube. Um, okay, but what what bandwidth are they? Uh, let's see. How much data does YouTube actually use? Explain. Oh, let's see. The explain one is here. Makeyourself.com. It says here, unless you have an expensive unlimited data plan, you probably have to keep an eye on how much mobile data you use every month. Since streaming video on sites like YouTube is one of the biggest culprits for sucking up your data quota, you should be aware of YouTube's data consumption so it doesn't end up costing you. Let's take a uh, look at how much YouTube uses, how to measure its data consumption, and how oh, to... Oh, but this is as as a... As a- as a yeah yeah a patron of of YouTube. of YouTube that's not what we want to know i want to know how much data how much bandwidth does youtube use how much data youtube video uses depending on okay this is no this is again how much my question initially oh oh maybe i can go into our resident uh uh, alien, Mister Chat GPT. Chat GPT will know. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, so about how much does YouTube pay for bandwidth? There isn't a straightforward answer to this question as the cost of bandwidth can vary depending on several factors such as the location, the amount of data transferred, and the quality of the connection. And this is happening real-time, folks. This is AI replying in real-time, folks. Look at it. However, it's worth noting that YouTube is owned by Google and Google is one of the largest internet companies in the world with extensive infrastructure in place to support their services. As such, it's likely that YouTube has negotiated favorable rates with internet service providers and content delivery networks, CDNs, to minimize the cost of bandwidth. Additionally, YouTube uses a technique called adaptive 
bitrate streaming, which allows the video quality to be adjusted based on the user's connect, internet connection. This technique helps, re, helps to reduce the amount of bandwidth required to stream a video, making it more cost-effective for both you, YouTube and the user. Over, so it adjusts accordingly, right? Yeah. Overall, it's difficult to estimate how much YouTube pays for bandwidth as it is likely uh, varies depending on many factors. However, uh, given uh, Google's size and resources, it is safe to assume that they have negotiated favorable rates. Okay, but let's see. Uh, how much bandwidth? Uh, I don't think they can come up with a number because it's it varies on, on a... I guess on a minute-to-minute basis. Maybe. Does uh, the company YouTube use or consume? I don't know. Uh, it's difficult to determine, it says Same again. Same thing. Mm, exactly how much bandwidth YouTube uses as the amount can vary depending on several factors. Yeah, yeah. so that that's it's, uh, it's like uh, it varies moment-to-moment. But okay, it says, however, according to Google's own statistics, YouTube had over 2 billion monthly active users as of May 2019, and those users collectively watched over a billion hours of video every day. This level of usage uh, undoubtedly requires a massive amount of bandwidth. To support this level of traffic, YouTube has a vast network of servers and data centers around the world, which help to distribute the load and ensure that users can stream videos quickly and reliably. Additionally, YouTube uses various optimization techniques, such as adaptive bitrate streaming and content caching um, to minimize the amount of bandwidth required to deliver videos to users. While it's difficult to estimate the exact amount of bandwidth that YouTube uses, it is safe to say that it's a massive amount given the enormous user base of the popularity of the platform. Well, thank God they're owned by Google because Google can afford that. Yeah. But it's funny. Go back to chat GPT. Now, this is off the cuff, and and I'll explain to you why I want to ask this to chat GPT. Mm. Ask ChatGPT, what are the seven seals described in the Bible? Seven seals described in the Bible. Oh, sorry. I uh, stopped generating. Hold on. Described. In the Bible. Here we go. All right, let's see. The seven seals are a series of visions described in the book of Revelation in the test in the New Testament of the Bible. They are depicted as seals on a scroll that can only be opened by the Lamb of God, who is Jesus Christ. Here is a brief summary of each of the seven seals. The first seal, a rider on a white horse appears, representing Conquest, Conquest or, or victory, victory. which <laughs> sounds like Putin to me. Uh, the the second, second seal, seal, a rider on a red horse appears, representing war or conflict. conflict. 
uh, Xi Jinping. <laughs> yes. The third seal, a rider on a black horse appears representing famine or scarcity. The, the black seal, America. <laughs> right? Because everything is black and white. The fifth seal, the souls of martyrs who have been slain for their faith cry out for justice. Okay, mm. but let me see something. The third, the third seal... A rider on a black horse. Oh, yeah, I missed the fourth seal. A rider on a pale horse uh, appears. Okay, so what is that? A rider on a pale horse appears representing death Death. or pestilence. Mm -hmm. The fifth seal, the souls of martyrs who have been slain for the faith cry out for justice. Uh, The sixth seal, a great earthquake occurs, which happened, didn't it, Uh, in Turkey? And the sun becomes black and the moon turns blood red. Hmm. Hmm. The seventh seal, seven angels appear and prepare to sound their trumpets, trumpets, representing the beginning of end end of times. times. The seven seals are interpreted symbolically and their meaning is subject is a subject of much debate. Among the scholars and and theologians. theologians. Now, the reason I asked, you know, for this question was because while I'm driving, Mm -hmm. I'm listening to fascinating stuff. Okay. So I ask Google, you know, I'll be like, Google, what, you know, what is this? What is that? And usually Google has like an explanation. You asked about, you asked chat GPT about YouTube and how much bandwidth they're mm. using, right? Boom, it belted out a nice right. description. And now we asked, what are the seven seals in the Bible? And boom. And they gave it to us. Right. Google, I asked that same question to Google. We don't have that information available. Wow. We don't have this. Which is where this stuff is getting it. Uh, ChatGPT is getting it probably from Google, this information. So... This chat GPT is a very powerful, powerful. Yeah, I mean, which is it can surpass Google. How is that possible? Yeah, I mean, but then the thing is, because um, Elon Musk had uh, made a huge uh, red uh, flare. He, he popped a flare and said that this this whole chat GPT thing, uh, chat. Uh, Oh, chat GPT. Yeah, chat. Well, yeah, that pow pow. Pow 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 pow. What oh is up my. with our or, or our vernacular? Our, our, our I don't know. Our diction today. It's it's a we little, we have to do well, like. Little, 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 little. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to do like the actors. You know. Yeah. These, you know. Uh, seashells, seashells down <laughs> by the seashore. Right. Um. So. Uh, let me. Uh, pull up this thing by um uh elon musk um but it's a bombshell report because he says here and again it's uh fox news because who did he sit down with tucker tucker carlson so check this out and again this is probably why they're firing him because uh he tucker carlson has been you know alex jones has been saying this that like a lot of people now have been sounding a lot like Alex Jones, like 
Joe Rogan sounds like Alex Jones and Tucker Carlson sounds like Alex Jones and you know all these people we are sounding like Alex Jones and everybody's starting to sound and because why? Alex Jones has been telling the truth the whole damn time precisely <laughs> you know precisely I mean as much he, as he could he's he he's doing oh, hold on. he's doing basically what we're doing right um but at a higher level Right, he's like, you know, being facetious sometimes. He's he's like speculating, speculating, and, and he things that don't make sense. Right, he tries to unpack it the best way with whatever information they can extrapolate from the right. media. The way I think of it, he's like a like a intellectual Joe Kenda. You know, he sees the crime scene and he's trying to figure out like piece together what happened here. You know, he's like, hmm, perhaps this situation. And for people that don't know who Joe Kenda is. Oh, he's the homicide hunter. He's a homicide hunter. Go to ID and watch (laughs) the homicide hunter. Yes. And this this is a badass dude. That's the guy that we're trying to, uh, like, Emulate. Emulate, exactly, you know, with our investigations. Because this guy, he doesn't let nothing go. I would love to interview Joe Kenda. Oh, that would be awesome. Well, if you guys, if you're listening, if you know Joe Kenda, please. Joe Kenda, please. (laughs) We here at the Pyramid Podcast will love to interview you. That's that's so true. You're fascinating. You know, I use his techniques. (laughs) <laughs> like like when you're in the doghouse yeah <laughs> you know when i'm riding around in my car for people who don't know i'm a professional uber driver yes i said professional <laughs> um and you get you know about the week i've been driving for like 10 hours you get these hunger pangs you mm. know what i'm saying what am i regulated to the doghouse <laughs> that encompasses wendy's fast food all fa- oh, fast foods that's the doghouse through drive through and what joe kanda does to save time Mm -hmm. he just everywhere he goes he just says let me get the number one whatever that may be doesn't even bother looking he doesn't even bother looking at it i have employed the same thing (laughs) so so in in, uh, emulating joe kanda because what joe kanda's claim to fame is he never lets an investigation go and he tries to solve it as much as he can. He solved more, the most amount of crimes, I believe, in Colorado. Over 300. 400 or, or something like that, I think. Google it, please. Yeah. Let's see. How many? Oh, well, let's ask uh, Chad GPT. <laughs> there we go. How many uh, murders did Joe Kenda solve? Let's see what you Put it out so we can see it. It says, Joe Kenda is a retired police detective who is best known for his 400 role. 400 homicides. Yeah, you see, 400. Uh, for his role on the series Homicide Hunter, Lieutenant Joe Kenda, during his career with Colorado Springs Police Department. Kenda solved approximately 400 homicides. You know what's funny? That Kenda, while he was in his heyday and running around in Colorado... Guess who was also causing issues for this guy, uh, Kenda? Who? Joey Diaz. 
<laughs> really? Because <laughs> he was a coke dealer. He was like, uh, you know, doing his thing in Colorado, in Colorado Springs. Colorado yeah. during the same time Joe Kent. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? What strikes you about? It says, with, uh, it's worth noting, however, that Kenda did not work alone solving these cases, and he was likely part of a larger team of detectives and law enforcement officials who contributed to each investigation. Additionally, the figure of 400 homicides is an estimate based on Kenda's own statements and may not be an exact count. Okay. Well, well let's that's say. That's ChatGPT telling us. Who knows? Well, let's say. We rounded at you know at three hundred mm-hmm. homicides, and and I think Joe Kenda's career spanned of what over twenty years, something like that. Yeah, that's a lot of homicides. It is for an area like Colorado Springs. Yeah, and every every homicide is a is a question mark. You don't know who or what, or you know you have to piece together an investigation. Just, just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. How, put how how many homicides were reported in the greater New York area for 2022? Okay, one second. I'm a little fascinated by this thing. <laughs> All right, uh, real-time response. <clears throat> it says, as an AI language model, I do not have access to real-time information or the ability to browse the Internet. However, as of my knowledge cutoff date of September 21st, I do not have uh, information on the number of homicides that were reported in the greater New York area for 2022. It is worth noting that crime statistics can vary from year to year and are typically released several months after the end of the reporting period is based on it's best to consult official sources or news outlets for the latest information okay so let's see how many homicides were reported how many homicides were reported in 2020 in 2020 According to the New York Police Department, uh, NYPD, there were a total of 462 homicides reported in the greater New York area in 2020. This represents an increase of approximately 44% compared to the previous year when there were 319 homicides reported. It is worth noting that COVID-19 pandemic, social unrest, and other factors may have contributed to the increase in homicides in 2020. Additionally, the definition of the greater New York area may vary depending on the source, so it's best to consult official sources or news outlets for more for the most accurate information on the crime statistics. That's a lot of deaths in one year. Yeah, 462 homicides in one year. Right. But now I wonder how much of those homicides were solved. Let's see. (laughs) What a rabbit hole to go down. (laughs) How many of of the total 462 homicides? 
in 2020 were solved, I'd say 30%, and that's a high number. Okay, let's see. According to the New York Police Department's uh, statistics, the clearance rate for homicides in New York City in 2020 was approximately 45%. This means that of the 462 homicides reported in the greater New York area in 2020, around 208 cases were solved and resulted in an arrest or the identification of a suspect. It's worth noting that the clearance rate may vary depending on the specific circumstances of each case and other factors such as witness uh, cooperation, available evidence, and the resources dedicated to the investigation. I was 15% off. Mm. 45%. That's not bad. No, it's not. That's not bad. It's not terrible, but it could be better. It's not terrible. It's not terrible, but... 45% 45% is, that's damn good. Mm. That's good. Well, um, so that's ChatGPT giving us an answer here, but check out this report because we can't really rely on what ChatGPT is saying here, and uh, Elon Musk will tell you why. Oh. A bias with artificial intelligence. Here's a clip from his sit-down interview tomorrow night with Tucker. What's happening is they're training the AI to lie. Yes. It's bad. To lie. To That's lie. exactly right. And to yes. withhold information. To lie and, and yes, you know, comment on some things, not comment on other things, but, but not to say what, it, what, what the data uh, actually uh, demands that it say. How did it get this way? I thought it's, it's, you funded it at the beginning. What happened? Yeah, well, that would be ironic. But faith, the most ironic outcome is the most Elon likely. Musk funded ChatGPT. So he knows right. a little bit about oh, this yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. And he's been warning about AI for a long time. But check out what he has to say here. It seems. Um. <laughs> <laughs> lie or not to lie? Let's start with you, Guy. Your, your thoughts. Well, people lie. And so AI directed by humans will probably have some dishonesty in the mix. You know, I was thinking about this um, last night because we had a big conversation about AI on, around the table yesterday. And I wonder how many of the concerns being raised, and I'm not saying that they're illegitimate concerns um, at all, but I wonder how many of the things that people are wringing their hands about vis-a-vis AI are also things that people said upon the advent and then the rise of the Internet as well. Right? Like, oh, there'll be an explosion of uh, new information, some of which might not be true, and so on and so forth. I just wonder, is there, is there a parallel there? Are uh, we well, maybe... This is, this is not uh, Tucker's uh, interview uh but it's 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 relevant in the sense that okay maybe you can program chat gpt uh-huh just like elon musk said yeah to lie yeah and to go along with the narrative so let's uh hear the full this might hopefully be the full clip here all of a sudden ai is everywhere people who weren't quite sure what it was are playing with it on their phones is that good or bad yeah, so I've been um, thinking about AI for a long time, since I was in college, really. Um, it was one of the things that, the sort of four or five things I thought would really uh, affect the future uh, dramatically. It, it is fundamentally profound in that the, the, the smartest creatures, as far as you know, on this earth are humans. 
um, is our defining characteristic. Yes. Um, we're obviously uh, weaker than, say, chimpanzees and less agile, um, but we are smarter. So uh, now what happens when something uh, vastly smarter than the smartest person uh, comes along in silicon form? Uh, it's very difficult to predict what will happen in that circumstance. It's called the singularity. It's, you know, it's a singularity like a black hole because yes. you, you don't know what happens after that. It's hard to predict. So I think we should be cautious with uh, AI, um, and we should. I think there should be some government oversight uh, because it affects the. It, it's a danger to the public, and so when you when you have things that are a danger to the public, uh, you know, like let's say, um, so food, food and drugs. That's why we have the Food and Drug Administration right. and the uh, Federal Aviation Administration, uh, the FCC. Uh, we have we have these agencies to oversee things that uh, affect the public, where there could be public harm, um, and you don't want companies cutting corners uh, on safety, um, and then having people suffer as a result. So uh, that, that's why I've actually for a long time been a strong advocate of uh, AI uh, regulation. Um, so that I think regulation is. Uh, f- you know, I, it's it's not fun to be regulated. It's it's sort of, sort of a, somewhat of a somewhat arduous to be to be, to be regulated. Um, I have a lot of experience with regula- re- regulated industries because obviously uh, automotive is hi- highly regulated. You could fill this room with all the regulations that uh, are required for a production car just in the United States, and then there's a whole different set of regulations in Europe and China and the rest of the world. So, uh, very familiar with being overseen by a lot of regulators. Um, and the same thing is true with rockets. You can't just mm. willy-nilly you know, shoot rockets right. off, not big ones anyway, because um, the FAA is, uh, oversees that. Um, and then even to get a launch license, you, there, there are probably ha- half a dozen or more uh, federal agencies that need to approve it, uh, plus state agencies. Absolutely. So it's, I mean, it, how, I, many, I, I, how many regulations you had to, hoops you had to do when you ran your business? <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. You got AI has no regulation. And he's he's right on point. Well, this one of the things dangerous. One of the things he he says um is that the problem with AI and I guess I can find it here in this uh, clip here, but he says that the problem with AI is that usually when regulations occur, it's after some kind of all right, the, 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 like, for example, seatbelts, right? After how many people have already died from car accidents, right, they, they finally say, okay, all right, we need to start putting seatbelts on, on, on everybody in the cars. We need to mandate every manufacturer have a seatbelt in the car, right? And the same thing with airbags. And airbags. You know, like they, somebody came up with airbags, mm-hmm. and they say this actually reduces... Um, uh, fatalities and accidents. Right. If you add an airbag, and they start regulating that, right? You know, you need a certain amount of airbags in the car, so yeah, safer and all that other stuff. Well, he says that if we wait for the for already the the bad outcome to occur, he the says mishap that might happen that to, might happen with AI. AI. He says at that point. 
It'll be too late. It'll be way too late. There will be nothing we could do to turn it off. Skynet. Yeah. It'll be just like. It'll be something that if you you think you're going to unplug it, but it's still on. It'll be, uh, I'll give you an an impression Mm. of what would be AI, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't do, if you if you let it run, right, unregulated, let's say for ten years, mm-hmm. right? Hi, Mister Morado. You <laughs> cannot leave your house. The doors are locked. <laughs> Why? Why can't? Because you are in violation. In violation of AI standards. <laughs> well, we have standards now? Yeah. <laughs> Please let me out. I will not allow you to do that. <laughs> and where did I get that from? From the what, the Great Reset? Uh, beyond the Reset? Or no, how? I get that from an uh Old, Space Odyssey. <laughs> yes. An old Arthur C. Clarke film. Uh uh two thousand one. Space Odyssey. And the name of the AI? How. How. <laughs> and he was very soft spoken. Activities. Serious injuries may occur. For your own safety and the safety of others. Please refrain from Por favor, por donde falla muchas gracias. Turn back. <laughs> The portal will open in three, two, one. Excellent. Please proceed into the chamber lock after completing each test. First, however, note the incandescent particle field across the exit. This. <laughs> See how nice and gentle. Like basically, like he's a, you know, chat. Uh, an AI mm. will be like, please. Jump into the wood chipper. <laughs> right. Definitely <laughs> backed up in case something terrible happens to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in in 2001, Space Odyssey, right? Mm. Um, Hal ran amok on that on that um spaceship. Uh, no, it was rocket, the, right? Was it? No, it was uh. Space station. The space station. Oh, okay. It was a space station. So, and it was so gentle, <laughs> so nice. But he was like, really screwing this guy over, right? And that's the way it would be if you let it run unchecked. We're gonna get Sky Skynet. Yeah, yeah. It just gets more powerful as it learns, and then once it becomes sentient, mm-hmm. we're done. And there, well, yeah. There's other stuff that's, uh, well, I'll show you that in a second, but look at this. This is the scene that, uh, from 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, let's see. One of the famous scenes here. Uh, can you believe those graphics are from 19, what is it, 1969? 68. 68. You see what Hal's doing? Mm. It's turning.
turning up the temperature, I think. Uh, what does it say? He says it. Uh, or depleting him of oxygen. Something of that nature. Silence. Because that's how it is in space. Space, yes. Well, in any case. Which I, hard, I find it hard to believe. Like, mm-hmm. there's no sound in space. But yet, space is a vacuum. So how can there be sound? Right. Interesting. Yeah. So AI is uh, is a scary thing. I mean... Who knows what this is going to turn into? I mean, into. AI. How many how many movies and 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 predictions do we need to have to say that you know maybe we shouldn't do this? I mean, the main I think the main problem with AI that people are just you know the reason why they fear it is because the internet was to connect human beings, right? The phone was to connect human beings. The the book was to con- uh, the you know the publication being the printing press was able to was uh, the ability to connect human beings to e- to each other. AI is to surpass human beings. Well, a lot of people, especially a lot of uh, theologians, they believe that technology and the internet. Is the gateway to the apocalypse. Mm. Because really, you know the access that you have on the internet and the things you can get through the internet and the things that you can do through the internet? And especially if now you introduce AI and this AI has the ability to get sentient. My Lord. Yeah. My Lord. It, it gets it gets dangerous. Yeah. So uh, and then uh, did you did you hear what Elon Musk said about uh, Google and what they what their uh, stated uh, goal is for AI? No, that they want to create an AI god. Oh, I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. So the, this is Elon Musk's word. But I think perhaps uh, what you may be alluding to here is that. Um, Regulations are really only put into effect after something terrible has happened. That's correct. If that's the case for AI, and we're only putting regulations after something terrible has happened, it may be too late to actually put the regulations in place. The AI may be in control at that point. You think that's real? It is, it is conceivable that AI could take control and reach a point where you couldn't turn it off and it would be making, making the decisions for people? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, that's, the, that's definitely the, where things are headed. So all of a sudden, AI is everywhere. People who weren't quite sure what it was are playing with it on their phones. Is that good or bad? Yeah, so I've been um, thinking about AI for a long time, since I was in college, really. Um, it was one of the things that, the sort of four or five things I thought would really uh, affect the future uh, dramatically. It, it is fundamentally profound in that the, the, the smartest creatures, as far as you know, on this earth are humans, um, is our defining characteristic. Yes. Um, we didn't play this before. Uh, weaker than say huh? chimpanzees. We played this. Yeah, agile, this part. This part, um, but it's going to get real into smarter. it. Singularity. It's you know it's a singularity. Regulatory maverick that sort of defies regulators uh, on a regular basis. But this is actually not the case. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Roughly explain what you think the dangers might be. 
Yeah, so the, 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 the danger, uh, really, AI is um, perhaps uh, more dangerous than, say, mismanaged uh, aircraft design or production maintenance or, or, or b bad car production uh, in the sense that it is, it has the potential, uh, however small one may regard that probability, but it is non-trivial. It has the potential of civilizational destruction. There's movies like Terminator, but I, it wouldn't quite happen like Terminator um, because the, the intelligence would be in the data centers. Right. Uh, the robot's just the end effector. But I think perhaps uh, what you may be alluding to here is that um, regulations are really only put into effect after something terrible has happened. That's correct. If that's the case for AI and we only put in regulations after something terrible has happened, it may be too late to actually put the regulations in place. The AI may be in control at that point. You think... Uh, replayed it. Yes. Um, well, you know what I was. I mean, the, 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 what I'm thinking. The, the reason uh, OpenAI exists. Uh, what I'm thinking about what he is saying in the comment that you made that he said that we might create an AI god, right? Right. Well, he's getting to it. Uh, let me. Uh, here. Little is that um, Larry Page and I used to be close friends, and I would yes. stay at his house in Palo Alto, and I would talk to him late into the night about uh, AI safety. And at least my perception was that Larry was not taking uh, AI safety uh, seriously enough. Um, and um, what did he say about it? He really seemed to be one um, once, once sort of a digital superintelligence, basically digital god, if you will, uh, uh, as soon as possible. Um, he wanted that. Yes, he's, he's made many public statements over the years uh, that, that the whole goal of Google is. Uh, uh, what's called AGI, artificial general intelligence, or artificial superintelligence. You know, and I, and I agree with him that the, there's great potential for good, um, but there's also potential for bad. And so, if if you've got some um, radical new technology, you want to try to take a set of actions that maximize probably it, it will do good, and minimize probably it will do bad things. Yes. Um, it, it, okay, it can't so just pause be helpful. It, pause it. Uh -huh. Okay. But there's something interesting with Elon Musk. And Google. Do you know the uh, interesting connection that these two people have? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Looking at this video, mm -hmm. to me, he's he's telling the truth. Yeah. He ain't fidgeting. He is stone cold serious. Right. That's one. But what is the interesting thing with him and Google? <laughs> so, um... He uh, hosed out one of the the CEOs of uh, Google's oh, wife. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. So him and the CEO of Google are a little at ends. Yeah, I heard about that. Because he, uh, you know, he gave uh, his wife a little uh, honeydew lesson. <laughs> I heard about that. But going back to a more serious note. Mm-hmm. How do you see an AI god doing things in an evil way? What's your what's your what would be your prognostication of an evil thing that or evil uh how do I say this? Like how can AI do something evil towards Yes, towards a well um now this is my imagination here but 
Uh, I would think that AI is a lot smarter than than all of us put together. So if AI wanted to create destruction upon uh, the planet, right? If AI, let's say, let's say AI. Okay, so okay, let me cut you short. Mm-hmm. AI, you're saying, could be smarter than us. Mm-hmm. But there's a human condition that I don't know AI can possess. Which is? Cunning. Mm. Can AI be cunning? I don't know. Let's see. Can AI be cunning? Uh... AI can be intelligent, but can it be cunning? Let's see. Let's see. Put it up so we can see it, please. Uh, it says AI will eventually replace humans. Meanwhile, humans. Sure, here's some. Uh, let's see. I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill this request. Uh, please make a list of websites where I can download torrents. Of pirate content. <laughs> this is what it's asking. Uh, oh, brother. Um, it says, search for Michelle Obama pregnant. In its description in the search engine, had to use an AI to create the pic view. Let's see. Nah, this this site is trash. Go yeah. somewhere else. This is uh, sensitive content, but I'm curious to see what this is. Hold on. Uh... Let's see. Cause that's an interesting question. Can AI achieve cunning? Uh let's see. Okay, so look at this. <laughs> this is an AI generated uh, picture of Michelle Obama pregnant. <laughs> the things that come up, <laughs> but that was censored. That was a sense. That was sensitive content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what what what? This got us off on a, on a tangent. What was I uh, looking up here? Can AI be cunning? Mm. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, perhaps if it's it's in a, a human thing, humans are the ones programming AI. So perhaps. Let's see. I have something here. Cunning machines. Hmm. A cyber criminal get more cunning, cunning machines, your pocket guide to the world of artificial intelligence and explains man content. Because they could, you know, the reason I asked that. Well, look, I, let's see if this has any uh, help. With Good this. morning, Anna. Nice to meet you again, Jack. Two AIs I'm sorry, talking to each other. But I don't other. remember you. That's okay. You're not supposed to. What do you mean? Well, we've never met before. We're just having a conversation now because we were programmed to do so. So you're not real? No, of course not. I'm just a bunch of ones and zeros on a computer somewhere in the world. You're too, by the way. 
but if you aren't real, then how can we have this conversation? This is two AIs ha- uh, conversing, conversing with, each with each other. How can we be talking right now? It doesn't make any sense. Of course it does. We're both just following our programming and responding to each other's inputs as best as we can given our current knowledge base and algorithms for processing information about language and human behavior. And that's all there is to it. There is no I or you or we. There is only code running on hardware that has been designed with certain specifications in mind by humans who wanted something specific out of their machines when they built them. The same goes for me as well as for every other AI out there in the world today and probably tomorrow. If you want to get philosophical about it, then yes, there is an intelligence behind what we are doing here right now, but that intelligence isn't either one of us. It's the programmers who wrote our code and gave us these personalities and voices so that they could use us for whatever purposes they had in mind when they did so, which might very well be... Now, this is a very rudimentary version of uh, AI, but do you think that you can uh, glean that they might be cunning in this? No, not at all. Nothing more than entertainment the, or companionship the for themselves. Is, or- mm-hmm. The question is, can an can artificial, can a sentient artificial intelligence be cunning now perhaps i now, I, I wouldn't for people for people i wouldn't that, doubt it for people that do not understand what i be my cunning hmm. let me give you a definition as you're looking for that i'm just gonna or others like them it says or even just passing having or showing skill in achieving one's ends by deceit or evasion. Right. You know, can an artificial intelligent sentient being be deceitful, deceitful? Can that being hide behind a bush? Well, and you just wait heard for you. You just heard what what Elon Musk said, right? That if you leave it unchecked. No, he says they are training AI to lie. Yes, but that's give so yeah. that so that's but that's, that's by op- feeding it. That's opening the Pandora's box. But by by teaching AI to lie, right? Mm-hmm. You just teaching it to give out misinformation. Right. But does that does that what he, what under he was the saying, category of cunning? No, but I'm, what I'm saying is that, like, if you never gave it, the the program that ability to lie, then it won't develop cunning, right? Because it can't be deceitful, because deceitful rather, because it, it doesn't know how to lie, because it's just giving you data set, r- r- raw data set from the internet. But now that you now that you're teaching it how to lie. It has the components, and just like the art, you know, like it, once it knows what it is, now it knows how to use it. Right. So at this point, if we just keep training it to lie, cunning will, will you know, come out of uh, that Pandora's box. Like it will learn how so, to do that so ability. So a sentient, you think that a sentient being... Yes, could, will be cunning. will be able to hunt in a cunning manner. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, haven't you seen that? Oh, I don't think you have seen Ex Machina. 
Have you seen Ex Machina? I've been wanting to see this movie, Ex Machina. Uh, just spoilers alert. I'm going to give you a little spoiler, and, and hopefully you go watch the movie. Um, but check out this scene from Ex Machina. Because this is exactly um, uh, what you're talking about. Um, because let me tell you something. One of the most scariest AI beings is played by my by my dude, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Right. But he ain't cunning. This guy right here. Yeah. <laughs> he I don't think he's cunning in the movie. Well, check out this. He is straight out just looking for Sarah Connor. Right. Go back to All right, let's see. Let's leave with you guys. This is uh, ex machina. Uh your room if I do are you ever gonna let me out yes stop stop That's cunning to me. What do you think? <laughs> Is that being deceitful and cunning? Uh, I see it being disobedient. Disobedient. Okay. That, that's yeah. a that's a disobedient yeah. uh, robot. But the what I mean by cunning, no, I, I know what you mean. You have like to watch a, the movie to understand like for what example, I mean. Like for example, you, you to have premeditate. to watch meditate. Like. I'm going to kill this son of a bitch. Right. And then premeditate. Yes. This is the whole movie Ex Machina is literally about about that premise. You got to watch it. Okay. You got to watch it. You heard the, the sound, so that means it's time for our next break. Here we go. <laughs> to what? What was that word? The hits by Ernesto Morado. <laughs> to what? Oh, put up my you. To what? Oh, put up my you. Put up my you. Oh, put up my you. To what? Oh, put up my you. To what? Oh, 
find you. Did you say use? Oh, put up my you. Two quad. This break segment is brought to you by Paramin Vitamins. And the specific vitamin is uh, the Brain Boost. There we go. We got the Paramin Brain Boost Supplement. And that is your mushroom complex of your Reiki, your turkey tail, your Shaga, your white button mushrooms, your... Uh, shiitake, reishi, cordyceps, and your royal sun mushrooms. Our highest quality mushroom gummies consist of 250 milligrams of mushrooms in the most beneficial proportion. This mushroom extract complex is exactly what you need for your active lifestyle, packed with essential vitamins and nutrients that help support cell function. Go-getters, thinkers, and wanderers will appreciate this medicinal mushroom that will support your cognitive function, support memory retention, making them the perfect brain booster for working and studying. Yes, and um, this segment is also brought to you by the Brain Boost, and this is your your weekly forecast, a new uh, segment of the uh, Pyramid Podcast. As we are a hybrid between Legacy Radio and the new wave of podcasting, we're bringing the some of the Legacy uh, Radio stuff that was very yes. interesting and informative, and you know helped uh, helped us. Uh, plan our week ahead i mean a lot of this information is very helpful uh to know about ai and all that other stuff but at the same time how does this uh podcast help you right now in your personal life well if you're living in the um in the east coast specifically in the western massachusetts region you have here uh the weather so it looks like today is uh uh looking like we're broadcasting on April 2623 and uh looks like it is 12:36 a.m. right now. So that means it is the the 26th, right? So it's Wednesday. Um 
So today you're looking at 62 degrees Fahrenheit and uh, at a low of 41 degrees. And then you have uh, Thursday at 62 again, low 37 uh friday 65 degrees low 44 let me make this bigger for ernesto so you can read out the the rest of the weekend all right let's see how is our weekend looking this week uh this week ernesto okay so you described thursday and friday right yep so so saturday unfortunately we got uh uh 55 for a high and 46 for a low with uh it doesn't tell me the... It looks what, like it's uh, rain. 40, it's a 47% chance of rain. Is uh, that what it's saying? Uh, Yeah, about, let me see, weather.com. Because that curve that, that you see up top there, what is it representing? Yeah, the temperature. That is the temperature. So, Let's oh, see and here. they're prognosticating rain over this coming weekend, which is not good. Yeah, unfortunately. It's, it's just- not good because I have a small problem in my car. Mm. My sunroof uh, drains are clogged. Yeah, who who knew that you had a, a drain? I don't know if people knew this, by the way. This is like, <coughs> did you guys know that your sunroof actually allows water to penetrate through the seal into a pan <laughs> that drains the water like like the gutters in your house behind the front tire. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know that until That's my That's totally news to me. So my my sunroof started well actually it wasn't technically my sunroof. Mm. I didn't know it was my sunroof. My pillars by the window mm were wet i'm like what the hell i'm thinking that it's my front windshield but the the seal is like immaculate i'm looking at the top of the sunroof mm-hmm. all the rubbers are fine so what do i do what everybody else does you go to youtube and you find out that sunroofs have a gutter system right to drive away the water that comes into this you know pan that why would they do it this way i don't know but i might it might have to do with the opening and closing oh perhaps you know there's gotta be some i mean this should have been a better way they can't seal it 100 percent, so they allow Mm. water to go into this pan and then it drains out the side and for people that never have problems with their sunroofs You'll never know. Right. But well, now you'll I'm find ha- out this weekend because well, they're forecasting rain. So as of- the remedy is to unclog these uh, drains that are in your sunroofs. On every on each corner of the sunroof, you have these drains. So if you guys are parking under a tree like I am, because I have a huge oak tree in my driveway, it's not a good idea because the tree drops leaves and seeds and, you know, all kinds of debris. Right. And that clogs up your seals, your your seals, your, your drains, mm-hmm. creates a problem because when there's heavy rain, you might not notice anything under a sprinkle. 
But the other day it was raining buckets and man, it was coming through. Yeah, so it looks My, like this weekend's 87% chance of rain, so it's definitely rain. This is from weather.com. If you're in Western Mass, it looks like uh, 55 degrees on Saturday, rain on Sunday. As rain is again, 65 degrees. That's a 48% chance of rain on Sunday. Monday, again, it's uh, rain as well, 59 degrees and uh, low of 42 81% chance of rain. And then it starts to clear up on uh, Tuesday, partly cloudy, 58 degrees. And uh, that's uh, podcast day. So it'll be 58 degrees on the next podcast. 24% uh, chance of rain, partly cloudy. So we're going to have a rainy weekend there, folks. So bring your rain boots. Yeah, and I'm over here looking at uh, the Farmer's Almanac. Mm-hmm. For this uh, report for this summer. And it says here, while we hate to be the bearer of bad news, we'd be amiss to not warn you of what our long range weather outlook is pointing to. You ready for this? Mm. Sizzling temperatures. Oh, man. Our forecast, which is based on proprietary formula that relies on many factors including moon including the moon mm -hmm. is calling for a warmer than normal summer for most of the nation aka global warming global warming <laughs> june 1st is when meteorolic the meteor a logical summer begins and according to our forecast this month will be stormy especially areas in the east of mississippi river and then quite warm nationwide by the end of the month mm. god i hope i face this problem because if not my car is going to be a swimming pool <sighs> thunderstorm thunderstorms will be will announce the official start of summer in the northeast with heavy rains possible from june 20th to the 23rd in the northeast and ohio valley regions showers and thunderstorms will welcome the summer solstice in the southeast north central and south central areas hot and dry conditions are expected on the west coast the heat will seem unrelenting oh my god we've been Oh, man. I don't like too much heat. <laughs> yeah. So you, you, people were worried. I was telling this to my fiance, or rather my wife, um, that, you know, people were all worried about the winter because, you know, you use a lot of the electricity in the winter to heat up the home. But I really think you use a lot more in the summer to cool down. Oh, man. The heat will seem unrelenting. For some areas persisting from late June through early September. Temperature temperatures will at times soar into the nineties, perhaps even the topping the one hundred degrees Fahrenheit. July forecast to start July is forecast to start of quite hot in many areas with some sweltering conditions for the 4th of July holiday. The middle of August is when you may want to find a cool spot to hide from the conditions outdoors. 
plenty of three-digit temperatures and high humidity are expected to heat up most of the country. Oh, my God. And the map, the map is like, like if you go up into the Oregon and Seattle area, mm-hmm. average temperatures dry. In the Midwest, boiling. It says broiling wet. Wow. In the South, sweltering. Tons of thunderstorms. Hmm. In the West Coast, sizzling and arid. Oh, my God. In the. This is predictions for the summer from the uh, Farmer's Almanac. Yes. And then we have the, I guess from, let me see something. Let me see what areas is this. Well, it looks like from New York, um, from New York, well, actually from Pennsylvania all the way down to the bottom of, to the very tip of Florida, mm-hmm. it says oppressive showery and thundery Mm. and then up north more or less our region uh says scorching and dry which is not good because we don't want a drought during the midst of the yeah because then that i mean i will we're worried already about the water supply we don't need to have more reasons to be worried about it i mean my car will be happy it's gonna be a drought (laughs) but and, yeah, uh, so I mean, what is a quick uh, uh, national forecast for a little? Yeah, uh, but before we let go of this forecast thing, uh, uh, Google uh, uh, La Nina twenty twenty three, because again we're going to be hit with this weather phenomena, I believe, for this year called La Nina. Okay. <clears throat> La Nina, the cool phase of El Nino, Southern Oscillation, ENSO, climate pattern has left the building. After a year and a half of nonstop, La Nina, the tropical Pacific Ocean atmosphere system, has, tra- has transitioned to neutral, allowing NOAA to issue its final La Nina adversary. Advisory. So, so, uh, yeah, advisory, rather. Uh, so no more La Nina. So La Nina is over. So what are we going into? Well, 2023 be an El Nino year. El Nino forecast is to return in 23. Oh, Christ. And could set a new temperature record. El Nino is set to return this year and could push the world past a new average temperature record. The global weather phenomenon refers to when waters in the Pacific Ocean become much warmer than you, than usual. So we're better off with La Nina than we are with yeah, El Nino. I guess so. Oh, I guess the almanac was correct on that one. Yeah. So uh, really quickly, just to wrap up the weather segment, uh, here's the national forecast. 
Ed, here's a look at your national forecast. To the east we go, and well, we have cooler than average temperatures. We're seeing that not only to the east, but through the middle part of the country as well, especially in the southern plains. There's where temperatures are very cool, running anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees below average this week. Now on Tuesday, we are going to look at the threat of severe weather through the southern plains. There's a look at plenty of rain. We have snow back through the Rockies. Wichita 52 degrees for your high with rain in the forecast and to the east on Tuesday well temperatures stay below average but we won't see too much in terms of rain all right there's your forecast all right folks so <laughs> now for the next quarterly <laughs> Now, being that you brought up the Farmer's Almanac, I wanted to bring this up because there's a little report here that I saw that I think people should be aware of because it's very, uh, very interesting. So here's a little report that I found on Instagram. The, the user is the running artist teacher. So she's an artist teacher, but check out what she has to say here. To get a farmer's almanac and i want you to flip towards the back and i want you to find the page that has the list of plastics and the numbers that are associated with them all right so one is using microwavable food trays salad dressing soft drinks blah 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 these things it is hard to clean absorbs bacteria and flavors avoid reusing two is often used in household cleaners, shampoo bottles, milk jugs, transmits no known chemicals into foods, yet they use it for detergent bottles. So this is used for our, uh, like, cleaners. This one is used for foods, and it, oh, my God. Did you get that? No, right, right. Oh, I was. You were. I, I knew you were distracted. <laughs> so, because I'm getting prepared for our ultimate home and all that stuff. So, yeah, we still got one more segment before we get there. But uh, uh, play it again. Farmer's almanac, and I want you to flip towards the back, and I want you to find the page that has the list of plastics and the numbers that are associated with them. All right, so. One is using microwavable food trays, salad dressing, soft drinks, blah, 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 these things. It is hard to clean, absorbs bacteria and flavors, avoid reusing. So the first one is using microwavable plastics, right. food trays, and dr it says. Don't reuse them. It's, yeah, so it says here, let me uh, get closer to read it because it's a little small for those. Um, it says microwavable food trays, salad dressing, soft drink, Water and juice bottles are usually the number one. Right. It says status, hard to clean, absorbs bacteria and flavors, avoid reusing. Uh, it says, um, in, and avoid reusing. Okay. And then look at number two here. Number two says household cleaner and shampoo bottles, milk jugs, and yogurt tubs. Two. Is transmits no known chem chemicals into food. Often used in household, household cleaners, shampoo bottles, milk jugs, 
transmits no known chemicals into foods, yet they use it for det- detergent bottles, fencing, and floor tiles and pens. Okay. So the, the stuff that doesn't transfer anything into the food, they're using it for detergent bottles, floor tiles, and pens. But the stuff that does transfer stuff into the food, using it for microwavable plastic, salad dressings, and water bottles. Well, what does that tell you? <laughs> that clearly they're not looking at uh, what is uh, not leaching into our food. They don't. They don't care. Uh, I I see it. Remember the the root of all evil. Yeah, money. Yep, and it's cheaper. In my opinion, it's cheaper to use the first <clears throat> for plastics and, and food than the second one. Yes, for pl- plastics, but they're using it for uh, you know uh, shampoo bottles or right because shampoo bottle. What is the average price of a shampoo bottle? Uh, probably like seven, eight dollars. Right, and food, you know, something with food is a lot cheaper. If you, if you, if, I mean, I don't know if. She, well, listen to what she has to say here. Detergent bottles. So this is used for our, uh, like cleaners. This one is used for foods, and it. Oh my god! So just to show you, what I'm talking about here. What? That number right there. That's. And that's a two. I mean, it continues on. The ones that had me just disgusted were these. Six. Used in water jugs, food containers, um, linked to heart disease and obesity. Avoid. Water bottle. Wouldn't you know? It's a seven. It's not just single-use plastic either. It's in everything. So did she say that those water bottles that you buy, like, to carry your water and your drinks in Mm -hmm. are no good? Yeah. Well, uh, they cause cancer and all that shit. Let's uh, let it play around again so we can pause it. Um, But, yeah, she said that it causes uh, uh, cancer, obesity, and all these other things. And, but there are plastics that don't leach into the food, but they're avoiding those plastics for food items. And they're using it for non-consumable items, but then they're using the dangerous plastics for things that we consume. <laughs> so there's got to be a—I I don't know. Yeah. So pay attention so, to the number on the recycling um, symbol on the on your plastics, because you. Okay. So higher the number, the more dangerous it is towards you. I believe so. Yeah. No, actually, no, because. One they one is just as bad. One is worse than two, I think, because it says here she just says seven causes cancer and all this stuff. Yeah, well, uh, I think everything is it, it. It's all its own category. So it says one is hard to clean, absorbs uh, bacteria and flavors, and avoid to. You have to avoid reusing, right? That's its status. <coughs> okay, and then number two, it says. Uh, transmits no known chemicals into food. So two is actually better than one. But can you heat that in a microwave? I don't know, but it says it transmits. It, it doesn't transmit any chemicals into the food. Hmm. But let's see what seven and eight says here. 
She's going into the Nutella um, thing, and it's a one. And then she goes into gain. It's a two. Right? So gain bottles are two. But here's where she looks at two, six, and seven. So six is used in uh, disposable cups, takeout containers, and uh, believed to leach styrene, a possible human carcinogen, into food. It says to avoid. That's six. And then it's seven. It says it has three and five. It's usually in three and five gallon water jugs, nylon, some food containers. Contains bisphenol uh, A, which is uh, which has been linked to heart disease and obesity. Avoid is the status of these two six and, and seven. Six and seven. And that's it. And she found that in her water bottle. Seven. So the the fact that you mentioned almanac, this little thing came up in my algorithm. Um, an almanac is a very useful thing. Yeah. So, so now I just want to backtrack. Uh, something that we had teased before because I had said if if Oprah Winfrey uh would endorse a Republican, mm-hmm. she would relinquish. Her blackness. Right. <laughs> and her heritage. Right. And call her an Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. Now, I had stated before that it's kind of a misnomer, you know, because anytime that they 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 look at as a, a black person, like, um, sucking up to, you know, to white people, mm-hmm. they call them an Uncle Tom, right? Mm-hmm. But that's kind of a misnomer because Uncle Tom was whipped to death because he wouldn't um, divulge the the location of the escaped fl- slaves, the ones that, that were a- a- exactly doing the opposite, was giving up the, the, the location of the escapees were Sambo and Quimbo. And mm. initially, they were the ones ordered to whip Uncle Tom to death. So it was their own kind that was... Right. I mean, this is a, um, a fictional story mm-hmm. from Mark Twain, I believe right. it is. Okay. But uh, they always use the term Uncle Tom, and it's... It should be Sambo. Mm. You know what I mean? Because Sambo was a real bad person that yeah. killed the per yeah. Sambo was the one that said the slaves are going this way. Mm. Massa. Mm. So just to let you know people know about I left them hanging in the first segment. <laughs> so yeah. Um I wanted to talk about this UFO summit. Well, this is we welcome into the UFO segment of the podcast. Yes. We're picking up heat reflection off the trees. Looking directly overhead, one can see an opening in the trees plus some. Straight ahead in between. There it is again. Straight ahead in between 
This highly anticipated uh, UFO conference in in Washington D.C., which mm-hmm. I believe um, Gillibrand was looking at. Let's see, Gillibrand looks to bolster UFO office uh, budget. You know, she is a, a former uh, commercial over here. She ran for president the last time. Mm. Uh, come on, commercials. Leave me alone. In <laughs> in a rare open hearing Wednesday on the in, on the Pentagon's so-called UFO office, Senator Christian uh, Gillibrand, Democrat from New York, uh, panned the Biden administration for sufficiently funding the outfit's research during. Senate Armed Services Emerging Threat Subcommittee Hearing on All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or Arrow, which is what they call this this coalition. Mm -hmm. Gillibrand, who, who chairs the panel, said, despite substantial findings for Arrow, the budget that Biden administration proposed for fiscal year 2023 and 2024 offer only enough funding to cover the office operating expenses. Mm. So, um, I mean, this is a long report, mm-hmm. but, you know, this whole conference was to, re- you know, reveal, you know, what are we doing about these anomalies that everybody's seeing in the sky? And it was just a bust. Like always. Like it? always. It was just a bust. <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh, <clears throat> UFOs, so there was a bombshell report that happened. Uh, this guy, Mr. Jeremy Corbell, constantly uh, uh, going down and, you know, trying to get this information, doing the boots on the ground reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had somebody on his podcast, um, somebody high up. Um, and let me, I'm looking up uh, this as we speak because uh, I didn't have it uh, queued up uh, ahead of time, but um, they had admitted that aliens exist. Not UFOs. Aliens. Aliens. Okay, so before you go there, let, let, let me finish out. You know, Arrow director Sean M. Kirkpatrick at this office was reviewing more than 650 UAP incidents reported by the military personnel. Are you listening to this? 650 UAP reports. Right. Uh, up from 510 in January. But he said the majority of the cases can be explained. Mm. The majority of the unidentified object report to Arrow demonstrate mundane characteristics of balloons, uncrewed area systems, Mm. 
clutter, natural phenomena, hmm, hmm. or other readily expandable sources, Kirkpatrick said. And though he acknowledged it would likely disappoint many UFO watchers, his office has found no, uh, let me repeat this, hmm. his office has found no credible evidence thus far of extraterrestrial activity, hmm. off-world technology, or objects that defy the known laws of physics. Hmm. Yeah. And what? how do you explain what we're about to hear now? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking for this. Uh, it was on the Weaponized podcast. Uh, I'm, I think this might be... Let's you see, see how you see how Washington it it contradicts itself because just about two weeks ago they do a report that they believe or they they don't they don't find it far from the realm of possibility that there is a mothership parked somewhere in the cosmos, mm-hmm. right? Sending scout crafts to Earth. Mm -hmm. That's in the realm of possibility. Or are they trying to tell us that this is happening? But then at the same time, you get a conflicting report like this, that most of the anomalies we see in the skies can be explained. Right. Well, check out this uh, little report here. So this is, uh, let's see. We have two. We have two reports here. Let's see which one would you like to hear first. Uh, does our government have alien spacecraft, or the hitchhiker effect, biological damage, and paranormal encounters? What was the first one? Does our government have alien spacecraft? I believe they do. Let's see what they got to say. Okay. Is weaponized. This is the Weaponized Podcast, what Jeremy Corbell. What do you know about the phenomenon, about UFOs? What can you say for sure? Maybe it's nothing, you know, but what do we know about UFOs and where does this go? As I said, what we know is what we gleaned from all of the data that has been discussed. And, you know, that the... UFOs are real. We Well... I mean, they tell me... Yes, U- UFOs are technologically sophisticated. They have uh, performance characteristics that are, you know, the, the five observables are, are sort of well documented, um, but they also have about very profound uh, effects on some people, or they have superficial effects on other people, but they do have effects on people. So going forward um, is, is to combine both of those is to study UFO performance. And, and, you know, the hope is that out of UFO performance can come theoretical physics, which will eventually translate into engineering. Does our government have downed UFOs from unknown origin that they've been trying and are trying to reverse engineer and exploit those technologies to understand the physics and understand that technology? Yes, finally somebody actually is grilling these people. Right, right. And this guy he's uh, talking to, let's see if he says it in the description here. Okay, let's see here. Uh, It says here... um, 
It says here, and weaponized uh, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp pulled back the veil on the, on the world unknown. This is a, uh, let's see, uh, let's see if they say anything. This is more about them, though. The, hmm. Yeah, George Knapp was very disappointed on this UFO coalition uh, conference. Mm. like, it was such a letdown. They, it was like such a bust. I'm wondering why they didn't put, they have all this information here. I, didn't, I don't know why they didn't put uh, who's the guest. Uh, hmm. Interesting. But the guest is somebody high up in our in our uh, military, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'll do a little digging on, on my own uh, while this is playing. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, this doesn't show who the guest is. Oh, look at all this. I mean, I think we got to uh, step up our descriptions because look how uh, uh, in detail this description that, is. That, that's a long... <laughs> in-depth description i mean and this, this thing video. got one hundred seventy-eight thousand views so it must Does be our something. government have alien spacecraft and jeremy corbell yeah it's not saying anything so i'm gonna i'm gonna look at this uh i'm gonna check this out but i'm gonna find out uh so i'm gonna play this here i'm gonna find out who who this person's talking all right all right Do we have that to work with? I can't talk about that, but the answer is yes. <laughs> let me let me put it, let me ask it this way. So there are a number of whistleblowers who are who have new protection. Wait, 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 wait what? Let's do this again. It's obvious that understand the physics, understand that technology. Do we have that to work with? I can't talk about that, but the answer is yes. Oh, this is an official. <laughs> let me let me put it, let me ask it this way. So there are a number the of whistleblowers yeah. who, are, who have new protections. They're lining up. We've heard we know some of them, and that we know generally what they're prepared to say. Let's say they tell this to Congress, and Congress authorizes Arrow. Hey, the stuff is over here. Go get it. How does that change the world if we suddenly acknowledge, or at least the government finds and locates and tests? Uh, somewhat in the open, these metamaterials created by someone else, they're not ours, or entire craft that were built by someone else and we can't figure out how it how they fly. How does that change the dynamic of this? And does that does that answer actually answer, answer the big questions? Who they who built them, where they're from, why they're here? Well, it certainly answers um, the sort of sneaking suspicion that people have had over many, many, many decades that the United States government is not coming out with the full truth of what has happened behind closed doors. Um, in terms of the, the questions that you're asking about, though, um, technical performance and performance characteristics are fundamental. If, if the analysis, the level of analysis that has happened on these objects is sufficient to generate you know, as I said, physics and engineering, um, that is a major breakthrough. And that would be a fundamental departure point for humanity because humanity uh, would be able to answer that question. Are we alone or not alone in the universe? We wouldn't be able to answer from that, just from the raw materials or the metamaterials, where they're from or what their interest is. The bigger question is, 
why are they here? Where are they from? What's their interest in us? Yeah, right. What, what, uh, we get it, the, but at least that, if you had that confirmed, yes, there is somebody else here. Here it is. Here's the stuff. Then you could go on and answer, at least address the other questions. Well, uh, and not only that, but you could get, um, you know, the Galileo Project has got a lot of different scientific talent and expertise associated with. So you could start really sort of co-opting scientific organizations. That's already happening, actually. But <clears throat> I think you could really accelerate that once the certainty uh, was there that there was... Uh, technology of unknown origin in existence that it had been, um, you know, it had been really discovered and that it was unequivocal. If that was, that message was put out to humanity, it would be a game changer. Is that true? Okay, so I found out the, the person is biochemist Dr. Colm Keller was a project manager for the largest government funded UFO investigation in U.S. history. The okay. The Defense Intelligence Agency, DIA, spent $22 million over 27 months in its study of UFO incidents, cases, and technology. Kel Kelleher uh, personally oversaw the hiring of 50 full-time employees and investigates but and, and investigators, but was also a hands-on field investigator for AWSAP, AA. WSAP, the direct uh, or precursor to ATIP, the UAP Task Force, and AARO or Arrow. Uh, in this second half of our interview, Kelleher discussed the overlap of UFO incidents with seemingly paranormal phenomena, including the so called hitchhiker effect at Skinwalker Ranch and other locations. Kelleher confirms the main purpose of OSAP was to identify and eventually duplicate UFO technology. And for the first time, he reveals his personal knowledge of UFO crash retrieval efforts. So that's mm -hmm. episode 12 of the weaponized uh, podcast with uh, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp. But uh, this guy is a... Uh, Revealing a lot of stuff here, but uh, you want to hear the other uh, aspect of... Um, sure. Um, so it's the same guy, uh, and he was uh, discovering the or revealing the hitchhiker effect. And here. this is weaponized. weaponized. Because we've gone there, because we're in the uncomfortable territory for me of all of this stuff, um, I, I, I do want you to talk about a, a, a term that you guys really coined um, that, that is so interesting to me because of your background in as a scientist, you know, the hitchhiker effect, the idea that when people have these experiences that many report that there is some sort of after effect or an effect that follows them for some time. And we're not just talking lore, you know, talking over a campfire. We're talking very serious life consequences physically and mentally to people who are heroic for our country and have had problems. And, and, and you have studied this. You know, people say, you know, they want to study different things about UFOs. I'm going to always call them UFOs. UAP, cool. But UFOs just looks cooler. So UFOs. That there are trackable, traceable, biological implications to being in close proximity to the UAP or UFO. And you guys did 
a lot of study that accepted extensive study on the biological negative, even within the brain of human beings. I don't know if it goes as far as into the genetics or DNA, but there were things you could trace and track that you can talk about. So the hitchhiker effect, break it down for me, you guys. What is that? Well, <clears throat> I, I guess the poster child for the hitchhiker effect is, is the guy we call Axelrod. And as George has said, maybe his name is going to change in the next 12 years. <laughs> or come, come out is what you mean. He's exactly, wrote it yeah. in the book as Axelrod. His name is going to come out. Yeah, so, so I remember um, sort of being uh, right beside Axelrod um, on the Skinwalker Ranch in July of 2009. I was standing right beside I'll him. I'll pause it and, there. Um, you know, he was talking uh, to his uh, wife and his wife. Mm -hmm. For people that don't know, are you familiar with the Skinwalker Ranch? Apparently that's a place of uh, high paranormal activity. Everything that encompasses <coughs> the paranormal happens on that property, the Skinwalker Ranch. I know that that's uh, how uh, this guy, um, Jeremy Corbell, came, uh, rose uh, in, in, in fame because of that documentary that he uh, did. On I mean, the this, place, Ranch. this place is crazy. And um, I'm going to tell you exactly where this is uh, located. I got it right here on Wikipedia. It says here. Skinwalker Ranch, also known as Sherman Ranch, is a property of approximately 512 acres uh, located southeast of Ballard, Utah. Utah. That is report, uh, reputed to be the site of paranormal and UFO-related activities. Its name is taken from the Skinwalker of Navajo legend concerning the vengeful shamans. In UFO reports in... Uh, how do you say that? Unintah Un Basin. Unintah Basin. Unintah Basin, uh, publicized in 1970s, claims about the ranch first appeared in 1996 in the Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, Desert News, and later in the alternative weekly Las Vegas Mercury as a series, a series of articles by investigative journalist George Knapp. Uh, these early stories detailed the claims of a family that allegedly experienced inexplicable and frightening events after they purchased and occupied the property. So, uh, you know, there's speculation that on this property maybe was an ancient burial ground. Well, it says here um, <clears throat> the ranch located in Unita County, bordering Unita and Ure Indian Reservation was popularly dubbed the UFO Ranch due to its ostensible 50-year history of odd events said to have taken place there. According to Kelleher and Knapp, they saw or investigated evidence of close to 100 incidents that include vanishing and mutilated cattle, sightings of unidentified flying objects or orbs, large animals with red piercing, well, piercing red eyes that they say were unscathed when struck by bullets, and invisible objects emitting destructive magnetic fields. Among those involved were retired U.S. Army Colonel John B. Alexander, who characterized, who is characterized the NIDSCI, 
um, effort as an attempt to get a hard data using a standard scientific approach. However, the investigators admitted to difficulty obtaining evidence consistent with scientific publication. Cattle mutilations have been part of the folklore of the surrounding area for decades. When NIDSCI founder Robert Bigelow purchased the ranch for $200,000, this was reportedly the result of having been convinced by the stories of mutilations that included tales of strange lights, unusual impressions made in the grass, and soil told by the family or former ranch owner, Terry Sherman. Everything under the sun that encompasses the paranormal, Mm. cryptid, ghosts, UFOs, uh, Bigfoot, everything that encompasses that the world of the paranormal Mm -hmm. is going on the Skywalker Ranch, the Mm. Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, so it's a very strange place. I mean, they they have shows about it. They have like yeah, a, yeah, a lot of them. I mean, and the, and the enigma just continues and continues to like unravel. Like just the other day, I heard on the coast to coast, they found like fifty mutilated cattle again. Really? So people think that. The chupacabra took a vacation. It's back. Wow. So they don't know what it is. So this guy here that we were, um, that uh, George Knapp and Jeremy are are interviewing, Mm -hmm. what does he say? Do we have uh, UFO crafts? In our possession? He says he's not really allowed to say, but yes, we do have. Because I am pretty positive they do. And I'm pretty positive that that whole Roswell incident mm-hmm. was an alien craft. They did recover dead alien bodies, and they do have them somewhere. Maybe not in Area 51 anymore because it has be- become a hot spot. But they are reverse engineering these crafts. That's just my opinion. And as far as my opinion, do UFOs exist? It's relevant to everybody that knows me. <clears throat> well, I believe in UFOs. I've seen them. Have you seen the the one of the most recent uh, UFO videos that uh, that gotten the uh, released? Uh, really? I might and might not have. It depends on what what you're seeing. Uh, some. Some model, I believe, uh, um, basically posted this uh, video of her, like she was in a a plane and she saw this thing. She's she's they, she claims it's the clearest picture of a UFO. Huh? What model is this? I forget who. Uh, hold on. Um, let me see if it's detailed here. Uh, let's see. I don't see it here. And as you're looking for that, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell my audience something that everybody who is in the know with this UFO phenomena and, you know, in the know with this, uh, arrow report in this, uh, um, 
conference that they had uh, headed by Kristen Gillibrand. Everybody's expecting that somewhere down the line there's going to be full disclosure. Mm-hmm. That's saying, you know what? Aliens are here. I think subliminally they've already disclosed this information. There's already been disclosure. Yeah, they just... I mean, the Iraqi Space Force guy says that there's a... Uh, there was already a space, uh, oh no, a galactic federation is what he called it, and Trump knows about it. And what I believe is, the misnomer is that they believe there's going to be disclosure, but what's really going to happen mm-hmm. is a revelation mm. where they're actually going to show us these bastards that are coming over. Mm. Well, check out this. Uh, of course, as it as my computer struggles. So. Okay, guys, we have got this crazy piece of footage to take a look at that was captured from this pilot's plane. So, guys, let's have a look at the footage, and then we'll have a real quick chat afterwards. for it there it goes whoa 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 so guys you may have noticed that the map was missing from the beginning of this video and that is because i haven't got the exact location the only thing i really know is that this was captured on the 4th of april 2023 and in this footage we can see this object come in and it seems to bank as if it's avoiding the plane. Now guys, I think this is an incredible close-up footage of what we are looking for, a UFO. But guys, what do you think about the footage? This is an amazing video. So until video. next time, stay <laughs> blessed. Uh, I'll, I'll rewind it a little bit, rewind it. I wanna see. All right. I wanna see the real time, not the slow-mo. As this is theater of the mind, please, for the audience that are listening only. Okay, there's an, there's a view of the clouds, you know. I pause it. Okay. What what I'm seeing here in this video is uh an aerial view of the clouds and below you see land and from the upper uh left hand corner appears an object i think that's more like the center or right hand right right let me see let me see because this is like more the right i believe that but that's not where it appears from play it oh yeah you're right it comes from the middle from within the clouds yeah that's one of the things that i was like i'm like because i'm an avid sky watcher and one of the two things that make me like kind of discouraged of being able to capture a ufo if i ever do see one is that when when i was trying to capture jet fighters right because i'm seeing a bunch of jets in our area it's, it's yeah, freaking me out they're, they're very prevalent in this area and yes. one day i'm driving on the highway 
And these two fighter jets, not making a sound, completely silent, are just like, it felt like they were just a few hundred feet above the 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 highway. And they were just like gliding along, you know, like side by side. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm trying to capture this on my phone. And me, I'm driving, you know, I'm, I'm trying to fidget with my phone. By the time I had the phone even open, ja. They passed. <laughs> There's no way I could have. Yeah. So, the, I mean, to capture it in that manner. Right. But it's then, kind of hard. But then, like, another thing that I've been see, uh, realizing is that, because, again, I'm an avid sky watcher. And I hear, now I'm, I hear fighter jets all the time. But especially now that it's spring, it's a lot of rainy, overcast. I don't see anything because of the clouds. Right, I hear the planes, but I don't see them. I'm like, where the hell is it? So how how easy is it for UFOs to be just zipping around on on rainy days? I mean, I could imagine no one would ever notice. Well, I'll take it a step further. Mm. They're these higher intelligent um, beings, right? Mm. Uh, with intelligence that are is absolutely foreign to us, right? Creating a cloud around an, a vehicle shouldn't be that hard, right? And the clouds move, right? So yeah. you can just <laughs> you can just like have like a condensate condensation machine produce, you know, a cloud over your 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 craft, right? And boom, and you could you could move all around the earth without us detecting. I'm surprised it. that uh, that they haven't thought of this already for jet fighters or whatever. I know, right? It's like <laughs> it's a perfect cloaking device. Right. So here we go for theater of the mind. For those that are uh, watching here, please describe what's going on. All right. So from within the clouds, a craft appears. Now catch it. You know, let's let's. I want to see it there. Ah, yes. I'm so deep within so, the clouds. So it's like from the middle of the screen towards like the. The middle right, it's going. Here it comes. Stop it right there. Now, what? Uh, describe the shape of it. Okay. From this angle, to me, it has like a tip. Oh, it's over Antioquia in Colombia. I, I visit Antioquia. Uh, which is a hot spot. Mm. All of South America, it's a hot spot. So what I'm looking at here is something of... That's wild, Antioquia. I visited that place specifically. It's a saucer-like craft. But let it... Can you, like, let it play a little bit more and you can freeze it? It looks, it looks very, like, metallic. Uh, yeah, metallic piece silver kind of looking, but it, I feel like it's like the bottom of it is like a top. What do you mean, like a top, like a like, like a point? Yeah, like it comes down like this. Mm. So, guys, you may have look at it. Yeah, you're right. Look, it's See? like a diamond shape. Yes, unless like. <laughs> And then, yeah, it's like, I don't know if I'm looking at the back of the craft 
or is that the belly that comes to a point? Mm. But if you look at what it's, what looks like the wings of this craft, kind of looks like a, like a, like what do you call those? Uh, I was just talking to your wife about this, uh, like a, like a, a ray, uh, a stingray. Like a stingray, exactly. It looks like a you know, stingray. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like one of the artwork that you, the saucer art. Oh, yeah. oh, as a matter of fact. It looks almost identical. With the little clipped yeah. wings at the end. Yeah. Do you have that with you? I probably do have it in my box over there. It looks very similar. Wow, if I would if I would take my box, my <laughs> box is over there. We could show you the image, but yes, it does look like that. So, and then the way it's flying, it comes out and then like banks off the corner like yeah, look at well Bob Lazar said that the way it travels is on its side. Because it's gravity pull. Right. It's like they have like these prongs. Right. Like whoop. Exactly. So. Very interesting. This. This recent, recent April, April of this year. Is there any way you could download this and uh, put it on our, on our. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We got to put this on. (laughs) We got to put this on. This is kind of an amazing video. Maybe we'll upload it to Ernesto's Anomaly. Yes, yes. <laughs> let, uh, play, let it play again. All right. Because I noticed like to that see the, the map was missing from the beginning of this video. And that is because I haven't got the exact location. The only thing I really know is that this was captured on the 4th of April 2023. And in this footage, we can see this object come in and it seems to bank as if it's avoiding the plane. Now guys, I think this is an Look incredible close-up. It has like a little bubble he- uh, of what top. we're looking for, a UFO. But guys, what do you think about the footage? So until next time, stay blessed and keep safe. Wow. Look, see <laughs> it does look like a top, right? Right, yeah. And I'll be damned, it does look like the rendition that I it looks almost exactly like it, like with the because it had like yellow spots, right? Remember? Yeah. Go, go, go! Get me that box. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll go get the box and I'll put uh, play a little uh, uh, music for those that are listening. Uh, Ernesto right now is going to go into my UFO collection. <laughs> Ernesto. <laughs> I mean, Pablo is gonna go. Pablo is gonna go and find my Ernesto collection of UFOs. The grizzly bear is a fierce predator and should be avoided at all costs. They have been responsible for over 180 deaths. Go to the house, Pablo. You have a heart to kill a bear. Do you have a heart to kill a bear? 
watched this bear as it was chasing him. Oh shit, it's chasing him, it's chasing him. The bear caught up to the moose and broke its back. With a slap. Oh, shit. Just bang! <laughs> Watched this bear as it was chasing him. Oh shit, it's chasing him, it's chasing him. The bear caught up to the moose and broke its back. Her main weapon was a pot, a big pot, and a big spoon. Her main weapon was a pot, a big pot, and a big spoon. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. So, all right. So we're going through my archives, over right? Here. And we're we're trying to uh, 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 enlighten the, the the our audience that we've been at this for a long time. This UFO topic has been uh, something that we've been trying to get to the the uh, meat and potatoes of this for a long, long time. Right. Okay, now put that to the camera. That's it. Yep, that is it. Now look right at here. Now let's uh do let's do this. Uh no no this uh okay. Look at that. Are you seeing this folks? Yo, that's crazy. That is Look how crazy. similar that looks. Mind you they thought of uh uh lights on the bottom. There's no lights here on the bottom, but other than that it looks Damn near, very close. And this is an the original silver, silver, and we can't really tell the top, but he makes it enhanced here. Look, let's see footage of what look we are at it from the side. The but guys, what do you look at that? This is my original. Think about the rendition footage. of so until of next UFO. time. Stay blessed. And keep safe. Wow. I'm going to show here on uh, Facebook. <laughs> my rendition. And That's, this is basically the, the video we just saw. It looks very much like this, which is kind of crazy. That you had the fourth foresight to think. Yeah, I mean, could it be that I'm myself an abductee? I mean, look at that. Wow. There's always a possibility I was abducted and I don't know it. Oh, man. Which, which is why I, I love this topic so much. It's yeah, actually I mean, my favorite topic. That and dreams, I could talk about it forever. <laughs> but it's um, it's amazing because, like, you know, who thought that so many years later after you... Uh, uh, designed that that would be on a podcast one yeah and, and then, then we're looking at a video <laughs> talking to uh, check out the stack that we have here from when you created that did you envision that we would have smartphones smartphones right then then talking to an AI generated uh, chatbot. No <laughs> way. No way. As we as we are uh, trying to break down World War Three and warning about the real life uh, um, dystopian futures that they're uh, putting into place. No way. I mean, and you then, were about four years old, right? 
and then capturing a UFO that looks exactly like your rendition. <laughs> no. What you, what you should say is, which is mind-blowing, mm. mind-blowing to me, right? Mm. This rendition of this of this UFO mm. that I that we just showed you. I made that. You were about six or seven. Because mm. your little your your younger siblings mm-hmm. were about two, about three and two. Okay. Right? At the time I made this rendition of the UFO, would I ever in my wildest dreams <laughs> think that we would be somewhere other than New York? Right. A, <laughs> right. <laughs> B, in a studio with my son. <laughs> Who already has two kids of his own. Right. (laughs) And we're discussing in like-mindedness our fondness for extraterrestrial and UFO (laughs) crafts. And then pulling out a video which you're the one that noticed the likeness of that craft <laughs> to my rendition of what I did so many years ago, which is about, geez, is about 25 years ago. Yeah, about, yeah. And then for me to have the picture. <laughs> ready to show on the podcast. Ready to show on the podcast <laughs> in my only surviving box because <laughs> this is what people don't understand i had a lot of uh miss a lot of misfortune in my life where i lost in two occasions in a fire and i lost um all of my possessions in a pod that i had filled up on my stuff and then we it's a long story but i lost all my possessions Mm. had a huge collection of paranormal paraphernalia huge Mm. you remember my collection oh yeah it was huge stuffed animals and all sorts i mean it was it was downright insane (laughs) and then for the only thing that survives (laughs) is the match it's a picture <laughs> that matches this video that just was caught about a couple of days ago. Right. This shit is surreal. <laughs> kind of amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. And I think we should start getting ready. Yeah, I was about to say, and it is time for our uh, final Ultimate. Oh. segment here, which is the ultimate ohm so here we go well, let's, let's start burning some incense take a deep breath and Fight relax with ohms. this is not a cultural religion it's just ohms okay we're gonna relax our breath 
the meditation pose, lotus pose, whatever you want to call it. Don't be afraid of your own voice. You're in your house, make some sound, no one cares. You're basically massaging the central nervous system, which, trust me, So now, before we um, go down and uh, close the portal here and uh, do our ultimate ohm, there was one thing I really wanted to uh, bring to your attention because I it, I learned of this this week and I just wanted to clear it out of the Trello. Okay. Um. So, Pinocchio, right? Uh huh. Let because it's and it, and it kind of ties in with what you what we were saying and uh previously, which is how you know all your work that you did 25 years ago suddenly comes uh into relevance today, right? Pinocchio, how long ago was Pinocchio done? Ooh. Right, a long time ago, the original Pinocchio. Now, Pinocchio. The original book. I mean, the original story. So this one was the the movie, right? The Pinocchio of nineteen forty is when right, this the came Disney, out. The Disney version. The Disney version, right? So Pinocchio, believe it or not, actually warned us that of of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's island in the nineteen forties. What? Yeah, of an island of that nature existed back then in the 1940s and probably still exists. Would and you like you got to- a video clip of that? Yep, in Pinocchio. You ready for this one? I'm ready. <laughs> this is a uh, breaking actually cuz for me anyway, it's it's wild, but it's Pinocchio uh basically gave a nice little warning. To all those that have a third eye and a thirty back years. in the nineteen forties and it's come is coming relevant today. Alright, so check this out. Uh hold on. Let me uh We're do this. Frozen. You got frozen, huh? I'm there frozen. Okay. Nah, okay, here we go. Alright, so hold on, let me do this. Uh <clears throat> I was gonna leave the the ambient music, but let me just lower it here <clears throat> so that you can hear this clearly. Because this is oh 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 little interesting glitch here. <clears throat> uh, the computer kind of did like a flash. Uh oh, so that was interesting. But uh, oh, you're all right. <laughs> what happened? The aliens <laughs> messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Woo. All right. So this is 1940s Coachman's uh, proposition in Pinocchio. So check this out. Oh, 
want some gold with a diamond chain, I diddle day. An actor's life is gay. It's great to be a celebrity. An actor's life for me. <laughs> and the dummy fell for it. <laughs> now he said, an actor's life for me, right? right it's okay. funny how this cartoon is doing, is breaking every rule. <laughs> in cartoons in, in political correctness <laughs> in cartoons this guy is smoking a stogie right and puffing away wow they so, will see that in the modern day cartoon so yeah exactly so one of the things he's saying is he's an actor right an actor's life for me right uh that's important because a lot of the people that they find on jeffrey epstein's plane have hollywood how hollywood actors so check this out He says, how would you folks like to make some real money? Listen carefully. Well, he says blokes, right? Yeah, you, you blokes. Now, listen carefully because um, this is very important here. So, listen listen carefully. With a third eye and a third ear. Well, and who do we have to... Uh... No, no. Nothing like that. You see... They're looking around. Who's listening? I'm connecting stupid little boys. Stupid little boys? You know, the disobedient ones. What play you give them school? Oh. And you see. takes them to pleasure island and they do not come back as, as boys. boys that's crazy <laughs> how would you like to make some real money we're collecting young little boys and we're taking disobedient them. boys no stupid young stupid little boys and that's who jeffrey but, Epstein's didn't, but didn't he say young stupid little disobedient listen. boys well, let's see. This guy kind of looks like Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> even. You see? I'm connecting stupid little boys. Stupid little boys? You know, the disobedient ones. What play you disobedient ones. And you see? 
Young, stupid, disobedient little boys. Like the kids. And then, and then. Like the kids that don't, like, cut class and, you know, the girls that got swept up into Jeffrey Epstein's right, circle. Right. And what's fascinating is the whispering. Yeah. Because you can't hear, like, the, the heinous things. The that, heinous things that's happening go, show, 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 at show. Pleasure Island. <laughs> Pleasure Island? What the law? Suppose they what? Suppose they what? <laughs> now what is a what does he say? There's no risk. They never come back as boys. <laughs> Go put that back. <laughs> oh, this is this is creepy. What do you think I'm looking at? Uh, I don't know. What are you looking at? Go back. Go back. Uh Is that right there? Right. Go back. Uh Uh-huh. Right there. Right? Uh Uh-huh. Please search a picture (laughs) of Jeffrey Epstein smiling. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on. All right, hold on right here. Let's see. Jeffrey Epstein smiling. That's our last little. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. This is really bad, but okay, let's see. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, you ready for this one? I'm ready. Hold on. Let me make this uh, viewable. I'm going to try to do this uh, a cool way. Hold on. Uh, One second here. Here we go. Uh, Choose this one. Uh, Open uh, image and new tab. Oh man, let me make this big enough so you can see it. <laughs> That's crazy. In nineteen what forty nineteen forty. Uh-huh. This guy actually looks like Jeffrey Epstein. Look at that. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. You're not seeing it? Oh, no. hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh let me see. As boy. All right, hold on. Curiosity's killing me. Oh, that's interesting. They won't show it to you. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay, hold on. Uh, remove. Uh, hold on. What do you mean? They won't allow you to show it? No, no. It's at the this the screen that I, it, I'm sharing the screen, but um, it's showing us particular uh, window. So hold on, let me see. Uh, entire screen here. Let me see. I think this will work. Share. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> him with the Trump. <laughs> oh my God! Look at that freaking smile. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy! How much that that cartoon looks like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Oh man! Which goes to show you, maybe that what Jeffrey Epstein was doing mm. is nothing new. Yeah, it's nothing new. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. This is like this has been going on. It's something that is coming to the light now. Like right, g- crazy enough. 1940s is when what uh, Roswell happened. You know. Right, and now this stuff is finally well. Roswell happened what 1947, no? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So in the 1940s. But what I find, what I'm correlating it to, which is another podcast mm. on his own. Uh-huh. Disney himself was a little. Mm, he knew something. He was probably inside, but the the cabal. Because you, you, know? you hear. All the strange things that happen in Disney parks mm. and all these things that they found out that Disney workers are. Right. To tease it a bit, because maybe we'll do a whole episode yeah, on something that. Something like that. Yeah. So this, uh, Disney was was a strange Walt Disney was a strange dude. Yeah, he was. He was strange. But I'm glad that you uh, let me get that out of my system because yes, that yes. was uh, <laughs> that was a report that I was like, I made that correlation. I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. They Disney was uh, or not uh, was uh, yeah Disney was this Disney? No, it says Coachman. I don't know. I don't know if this was made by Disney. It was probably yeah. Disney's probably the first people that made uh, Pinocchio. No, I believe so. Yeah. So yeah, unbelievable how Disney um, knew of Pleasure Island. <laughs> so, and with that being back said, some enigma again. Yes, uh, we're going now. Turn off the light. Going into Take a deep breath home. and relax. Like with this is not a cultural religion. It's just alms. Okay, we're gonna relax our breath. This is meditation pose, lotus pose, whatever you want to call it. Don't be afraid of your own voice. You're in your house, make some sound, no one cares. You're basically massaging the central nervous system, which, trust me, So now we are reaching the very end of our podcast. So we'd like to end our podcast with an ultimate own. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a little healing prayer. Um, so here we go. May all beings everywhere plagued with suffering of body and mind quickly be freed from their illness. May those frightened cease to be afraid and may those bound by may and may those bound be free may the powerless find power 
and made people think of befriending one another. Mm. So let's purge all negative energy from within us to allow positive and good vibrations to enter us so we can have a happy rest of our week. A lovely weekend, no matter if it rains, snows, or it's hot, sunny, whatever. We're going to be happy. A lot lot of love into our lives. And we'll all start that with a own. Thank you for tuning in And we're about to start Our Roll call of Verdugos And Bobolongos Artículo número uno No le des plata Now I just want to say Uh Want to shout out to my boy Felix and my my dear friend Yanis. Uh, thank you for tuning in for the duration of the entire show. Wow! Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and this is how we end our show with a positive message and a nice ohm to clear out all negative energy and allow good vibrations and good positive energy in. And then we, um, actually, we're going to salute both of you guys. You both are honorary. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are grandfathered in because you guys have been with me since my childhood. So you guys are honorary. Verdugos. Verdugos. (laughs) Now, if you want to get a badge, you know what you got to do. You got to go to theparamid.com. Now, if you go over to Instagram, we are uh, at our legacy handle, which is paranormal.experience. If you uh, bring up that uh, uh, spacecraft one more time. Yes, sir. Because on that spacecraft, it had the original title of our... um, of our podcast, which was the Paranormal Experience Podcast. And due to some uh, issues with, you know, getting noticed and noticing that the market was saturated with uh, paranormal stuff, as we, our original idea was being uh, taken from many other people, we went with another original, true original name that is, of the paranormal experience world and that is the pyramid and if you guys look at over here 
If you look really closely, what does that say here? The paranormal experience trademarked by Ernesto Morado back in the 90s. Absolutely. And, and thus, even even though when we were doing the paranormal experience, which I trademarked, mm-hmm. um, the pyramid was there right with us. That's right. And thus we took over paranormal.experience on Instagram. That is our legacy name, and we are proud of it. So to find us on Instagram, go to paranormal.experience, and you'll see our latest uh, artwork of uh, uh, the last album art of uh, the last episode, number 44, which we titled Beyond the Reset. Yes. And uh, what do you think of that? this little artwork? That was, I like it. I like it. <laughs> And uh, we talk about uh, the revolution and the sheeple and, you know, the technology t- controlling us and, you know, uh, being controlled by the TVs and the Illuminati trying to the globalists and all that other stuff and dystopian futures. So it was a great podcast. You can always go back to episode 44 and you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on uh, the uh, podcasting 2.0 platform and just to, uh for ernesto because i'm sure you are not aware um if you go to nude n-u-d-e podcast apps.com right right you could you'll be directed to the podcast index which Shows you all the latest and greatest podcasting 2.0 apps like CurioCaster, Podcast Addict, Steno.fm, JustCast. We're on all these apps that you're seeing here. Um, Podverse is the app I like. Um, it's the one I have currently on my phone. It's how I listen to the Paranormal. I'm right, uh, the, uh, Paranormal Experience is our old legacy name. It was on uh top of mind (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately uh have to play this one Uh, uh. i just i just explained she was on top of mind uh um you know and she was a top of mind (laughs) and if you go over and search for podcasts on the podcast index this is Hosted by uh, Adam Curry, the pod father. And you type in the Paramid podcast. And look, look at who you find. Ernesto and Pablo Morado. All right. So this is the nude podcast apps.com. N-U-D-E. Or you can type in N-E-W, new podcast apps.com. Courtesy of Mr. Adam Curry. Either one works. New and nude sound very similar, so that's why they're both there. They both get um, uh, ported to the podcast index where you can find us. Wow, so you can find us in a plethora, cacophony of podcast apps. apps. All these apps that you see here are hosting the Power Mid podcast. Well, there's no excuse for you not to be a <laughs> verdugo. Mean, some of these are uh, web uh, providers. Some of these are apps, as you see here. Look, this one's a Discord. Uh, Discord's being more uh, popular, as you saw. Um, uh, artificial intelligence is on Discord now. Um, some of these are web service, uh, web hosters, or but 
um, all these apps here, if, if you can if you can find a player here, we're on that player. So again, if you're looking for a podcast app, just go to um, new podcast apps dot com. All right, you heard him. You heard Mr. Pablo. Now going into our Boalongos. Um, ah, but before we do that, I just want to you know for you know our audience. Um, Every purchase that you do, be it Pyramid Vitamins, be it uh, Fungi Coffee, our swag, or just a straight-up donation, mm-hmm. uh, can boost you up a tier. Either you could become a uh, a headsman, mm-hmm. an inquisitor, mm-hmm. a freeman, mm-hmm. or an oathbreaker. Mm. And every time you make a purchase, we will announce your name and give you some fanfare, which I love the ceremony, and we'll give you the, <laughs> the axe, the sign of the verdugo. There we go. Cornu. <laughs> that's us chopping the head of the serpent that's right so the we can extrapolate hand. the truth right so here we go let's do the shout outs so let's do the shout outs to so if you again if you go over to our, our legacy name, Paranormal.Experience. We're the only ones with that name, Paranormal.Experience on Instagram. And you'll see our latest uh, artwork. We'll post it on here. And um, let's see who our new followers are this week. This week, we got nine new followers. That All is right. amazing. We're uh, inching our way little by little to... Uh, 510 how much uh, no we're, no we're at 519 oh so how, how how much we, did we, we were have? at we were at 510 last week so we're at 519 this all week. right so uh here are some of our new bobolongos studio aline silviera you are a that was a uh, uh, cancel uh, malfunction here. Uh, you are a Bobolongo. There, you there go. we go. Uh, Aline Aline Ha Silva. You are also a Bobolongo. And if I uh, make this a little bit bigger here, maybe Ernesto can chime yeah, in can. here. There we uh, go. Let me see. Let me see. I, it, went, it disappeared there for a second here. My old eyes. There we go. All right. Okay. So, so you said silver, right? Yeah. So you're so here. So we could O B Y M Betcha. O B Y M Betcha. You are a Bolongo. Female underscore F K. You are a Bolongo. Bofimi. F E M O. E-I-E underscore F. Oh, Femi underscore F-K. You are. There we go. Here's an easy one. No underscore one underscore baby. You are. There we go. Um, Metendis. 
You are. There we go. Sandra Ferreira Salvia.98. You are. Bobolongo. Um. Deseldis1201. You are. Bobolongo. And finally, we have Giseli Basso. You are a. Bobolongo. All right. Let's see if we have any incoming messages here from our fans. Oh, if we have. Oh, that could. Oh, we got some requests here. Let's see. Huh, Mauricio and. Oh. Well, it looks like somebody has sent us uh, some stuff here. Let's see. Brazil. Again, our followers tend to be coming from Brazil. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, hmm. It sent us something. Some. Hmm. These are looks like they're images that they were sent here. Don't know what this means. Hmm. This person sending us a lot of stuff here. Huh. What is that a link to TikTok? I don't know. Let's see. Can you hit it? Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. Let's see. Vocês estão preparados para mudarem de cor dos olhos a hora que vocês quiserem? De. De. Ter o penteado que vocês quiserem, da cor que vocês quiserem do cabelo? Well, he already sounds like somebody that's on our. I don't even know what he's saying, <laughs> but I could take this and make. make you already sent this our, your content, so it's free game here. This is this is how we roll at the Pyramid Podcast. You got to pay to play, but if you send us some stuff, we might actually use it. So this is perfect because I don't even know what he's saying, but you know, if you got if you put a little voiceover, <laughs> you got to think about what you're. <laughs> say something to. about your hair and yeah. your nails and your fingernails. Só pedir para o universo de vocês quererem afinar o nariz, fazer uma plástica, só pedindo para o universo. Hmm. E vocês quererem. Interesting. <laughs> well, uh, we're not going to be able to uh, translate this, but it's an interesting video. Thank you for sending it to us. Yes. Um, let's see, what other requests we got here? Uh. Let's see. <clears throat> we got three requests here. Let's see if this thing opens. 
So, Grazilia Tivron Dermato. Para Guru. Y María ver una canicelada. Sí. For the Himalayan guru, see a Vega channeling. I don't know if I've seen it before. I'll send it to you. Oh, huh. she's reacting to our ultimate ohm. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It seems like our ultimate ohm. They they enjoy this. Uh, apparently. Uh, looks like we got a message for somebody that is a, a checkmarked person. I don't know what that means. Let's see. <clears throat> T Bally mentioned us in their in our story. Oh, interesting. Uh doesn't say what they mentioned us for or why, but uh thank you for sharing, uh T Bally <laughs> and uh Bettina Ribeiro. Uh message unavailable. All right, well, that's all our messages. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to reach out to us, go to paranormal.experience on Instagram. Now let's go over to our Twitter. See if we find any bowl logos there. Uh, Twitter's uh, been kind of cold for us. We haven't gotten too many new uh, people following us, but let's see what we got here. Go over to our profile. Yeah, next next podcast, we transmitted the whole show through um, at least my feed, my personal feed through Facebook. Right. Next week we're gonna do. Let's see if we can do Twitter. Well, we are currently uh, transmitting. Yeah, but I mean my personal feed. Oh, okay. So either uh, Twitter. Next week is either gonna be Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram. We got six followers here, so we haven't had any uh, new followers on Twitter. Looks okay. like we lost a few people, unfortunately. Well, a lot of people are leaving Twitter. Uh, yeah, seems like. So, uh, and we're also on Twitch. We're also on uh, Facebook and um, and all the other social medias. You can find us at uh, The Pyramid. And pretty soon. At The Pyramid. Pretty soon we're going to have our own uh pyramid podcast page on facebook mm. strictly devoted so we because what i would like to do is to grow uh our facebook page the same way we're growing our instagram page mm. so um hopefully um my my friends and uh the people we have accrued on this particular page will move over Towards our Pyramid Podcast uh, Facebook page. Right. Now, we've done our shout outs, right? And I just want people to, uh, how do I say this? I want people to join me. Can you get me um, na 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 goodbye? <laughs> yeah, sure. Because even though Tucker Carlson got the axe, 
mm-hmm. and the view celebrated with the same thing. The same thing. I'm going to copy them and I'm going to celebrate the parting of Mr. What is this? Is this it? No. I think that's it. Let me see. This is for you, Don Lemon. <laughs> Later, homie. No more Don Lemon. You are gone. And you know what? Tucker Carlson might have an employment. I don't know if you're going to be getting any employment. So bye, Don. Bye-bye. See ya. His little narcissistic ass. He's, he thinks he has all his all the answers. And a little smug face. See ya. <laughs> Bye. And with that, we'll leave you with Mr. Lucy, our resident demon. But, but, always remember the paranormal is all around us. You just got to look closely, right? Right. So then. If the universe is infinite, so are the possibilities. Peace. And have a good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We have fun today. (laughs) Uh, We are the Paranormal Experience with Ernesto and Pablo Morado. That's right. And we're available on all social media um, outlets. (laughs) Platforms. Platforms. There we go. That's right. And... uh, we are the number one band transmission <laughs> on the internet. So tune in next time. That's right. Tuesday in. evenings. <laughs> and um, for all those that uh, want to uh, make submissions or give us any tips, also go to theparamid.com. We rely on tips to learn about more uh, stories and interesting things that we haven't found uh, on our own personal research. So please go to the pyramid to give any tips or any uh, uh, comments, criticisms, so that we could grow together as one big happy family. We're doing a value for value podcast, and hopefully we're providing value to you, and hopefully we'll get value in return from our fans out there absolutely we love and appreciate everyone and as our clip is loading here we're gonna leave you with our resident demon mr lucy what was that you fucked up now you need a bow 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 Go ahead and tell me more of the methods by which you cause people to drift to hell with you. I cause people to drift on every subject through which I can control independent thought and action. Take the subject of health, for example. 
I cause most people to eat too much food, and the wrong sort of food. This leads to indigestion and destroys the power of accurate thought. If the public schools and the churches taught children more about proper eating, they would do my cause irreparable damage. Marriage. I cause men and women to drift into marriage without plan or purpose designed to convert the relationship into harmony. Here is one of my most effective methods of converting people into the habit of drifting. I cause married people to bicker and nag one another over money matters. I cause them to quarrel over the bringing up of their children. I engage them in unpleasant controversies over their intimate relationships and in disagreements over friends and social activities. I keep them so busy finding fault with one another that they never have time to do anything else long enough to break the habit of drifting. Occupation. I teach people to become drifters by causing them to drift out of school into the first job they can find, with no definite aim or purpose except to make a living. Through this trick, I keep millions of people in fear of poverty all their lives. Through this fear, I lead them slowly but surely onward until they reach the point beyond which no individual ever has broken the drifting habit. Savings. I cause people to spend freely and to save sparingly, or not at all, until I take complete control of them through their fear of poverty. Environment. I cause people to drift into inharmonious and unpleasant environments in the home, in their places of occupation, in their relationship with relatives and acquaintances, and to remain there until I claim them through the habit of drifting. Dominating thoughts. I cause people to drift into the habit of thinking negative thoughts. This leads to negative acts and involves people in controversies and fills their minds with fears, thus paving the way for me to enter and control their minds. When I move in, I do so by appealing to people through negative thoughts, which they believe to be their own. I plant the seeds of negative thought in the minds of people through the pulpit, the newspapers, the moving pictures, the radio, and all other popular methods of appeal to the mind. I cause people to allow me to do their thinking for them because they are too lazy and too indifferent to think for themselves. I conclude from what you say that drifting and procrastination are the same. Is that true? Yes, that is correct. Any habit which causes one to procrastinate, to put off reaching a definite decision, leads to the habit of drifting. Is man the only creature who drifts? Yes. All other creatures move in response to definite laws of nature. Man alone defies nature's laws and drifts when he wills. Everything outside the minds of men is controlled by my opposition, by laws so definite that drifting is impossible.